Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about the 1988 cult classic, The Brain. It's the story of a doctor who uses his self-help TV show as a vehicle for a giant brain to control the minds of his viewers and the doctor's teen patient who's trying to stop him from world domination. Something else I thought we could do that's fun, especially when the synopsis on the back of the tape is so short, <laughs> that it'd be fun to read this, too. Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, imagine a pulsating mass of gray matter bum, bum. exploding in size and strength bum, bum. as it controls human minds and devours bodies. Could never happen? Just watch. Independent <laughs> Thinking, starring Dr. Anthony Blake, is a hot new TV program. But as the show's ratings continue to soar, so does the suicide and murder rate among its viewers. <laughs> What they don't know is that Dr. Blake is teamed with an alien brain and plans to gain control of all humanity. Filled with sensational special effects, the brain <laughs> is shock cinema at its best. <laughs> now that's food for thought. Uh, I see what they did there. Yeah. It's directed by Ed Hunt, the director of Bloody Birthday. Have you guys seen that movie? The yeah. kids mm -hmm. are all born during I thought eclipse. he just wrote it. He directed it? I thought he directed it, too. Oh, I thought he was like the screenwriter or something. Oh, I don't know. Uh, You're probably right. Plague and Starship Invaders. Plague is currently, I haven't watched it, but I saw it's on Prime, so I'm going to get that knocked out soon. And he also did a great movie called Alien Warrior. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you got a VHS right here. I'm so excited to talk about this. We'll bring it around on the back. Oh. Yeah, you can talk about you can it now right now. Let's go over okay. talk about Alien Warrior. You weren't ready. You weren't, I didn't mean to I don't even you know yet. where to fucking start yeah, with this movie. Go for it. It's fantastic. I think probably, okay, so there's an alien warrior, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he looks like a man. Yeah, he's a man. He's in a couple of Sedaris films, if I remember correctly. Um, but he is sent to Earth to essentially uh, heal it of its evil. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just one one lone dude dropped in a city, and he's supposed to heal the Earth. Yeah, it's a mixture of like it's a sci-fi film. It's like an after-school special. It's like an exploitation. It's so incredibly bizarre. He unites the, like the gangs and stuff yeah. to like help build the community back up and stuff and they help him out so i want to paint you a picture of one scene <laughs> do it there is there there is uh, a woman who is accosted by a gang oh and he later on catches said said man and he goes to the woman he goes is this the man who rapes you and she <laughs> says yes it is <laughs> and the, the guy says no i'm just a stupid mexican and he whoa. goes whoa uh did somebody tell that to you, did somebody say that you were a stupid Mexican? And he's Whoa. like, "It was my mom, man." <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's like the after-school special shit, yeah. right there. And he like holds his hand with him as like he, I don't know, makes him realize that it's okay that he's not stupid. You know, <laughs> it's comparable to like the uncomfortably strange scenes in Miami Connection where he's talking mm -hmm. about his dad <laughs> and stuff. It's like that where it uh, comes out of nowhere. You're like ready for him to just whoop this dude's ass, but instead, yeah. <laughs> he speaks to him with love. Yes, and he immediately goes from only being, alien where could. Yeah. being a piece of shit, beep, yeah. to, like, changing his ways. But then he <laughs> says to the woman, he goes, is this the same man who raped you? And she goes, or no, he says, uh, do you see the man that raped you or something like that? And she goes, I do not. I do not see him. <laughs> because he's changed. He's changed. <laughs> Just like that. Because of the alien warrior. Yeah. He's got There's also an magic. amazing scene where he chops down, I think, at the stop sign <laughs> with a one hand. Yep. It's great. But yeah. it does it far enough away. It's that, a like... four by four, and he just cuts it in half with his arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not even a two by four. I've not, I've not seen this Ed Hunt vehicle. So. It's, you should. It's probably his best work. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of his movies. Because you love the brain. You picked this out. This is yeah, your this movie's great, too. I mean, I don't know about Plague, but I'm assuming it's a plague that came from space. <laughs> um, and I say that because Alien Warrior, space, the brain, space, bloody birthday, solar eclipse, space. Also, he plague. did a documentary, hmm? uh, UFOs Are Real. Yes, he did. That's right. I saw that. <laughs> so, I have that. I didn't realize it was him, but I have a stack of those like 90s. Aliens are among us tapes. Yep. It's, well, it's right there with my alien autopsy and my like Roswell <laughs> twenty point one whatever. Dude, I got the I got the Roswell alien autopsy tape on VHS. Nice. Hell yeah, yeah. I got that. Uh, I remember watching that when they originally aired it yeah, and being yeah, like is... convinced that I was finally getting that shit because I was balls deep in the X Files <laughs> at that time. That was like my. Probably my peak interest would be extraterrestrials at that time, outside of music. <laughs> but nope, fucking you, fake. The uh, so you, you mentioned the UFO encounters or his, that documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a, a part of an influence on this movie for him because he met a person who claimed to be an abductee, and they were telling him how uh, they'd been aboard a UFO, and the center of it was uh, quote an organic core. And like a living it, ship. He said it was a living brain in the center of the ship. And that was that like was the part control. of the genesis for him. Like yeah. He's like, oh, big brain creature. And that <laughs> seeps its way into the script. I've which, heard people talk about that with UFO makes stuff sense. where it's like, what if they aren't piloted that like the ships themselves are yeah. the creature? And you can see a perfect and realistic life example of this in Flight of the Navigator where <laughs> the ship itself. Total real life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actual footage, documentary, Flight of the Navigator. But uh, Emily and I tried to rewatch that, and we were like, when it started doing the Pee Wee voice, it was too like, oh no, yeah. It's like now we're flying up. <laughs> Can't do it. I mean, I suspect that's what aliens would be like, right? They'd be mimicking our culture because we're so funny, right? It wouldn't have its own humor. From the place where it came from, <laughs> it would come here and adopt to ours. And it'd all be dated humor because it takes so long to get across the galaxy. Yeah. So they're like making reference to shows from like the 50s and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, <laughs> that movie, uh, Galaxy Quest. Yes. Like that kind of thing where it's yes. like a 50s, 60s kind of sci-fi ideal. And they're still like working it into their modern Did you way of life. loving that flick? When it was great. I like... I don't know how I overlooked it. I think because when I looked, I thought it was like a Disney movie. It's the best thing Tim Allen ever did. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Except I mean, for when he dies. That'll okay. be the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. Uh, so the brain, I think it, this is one of those movies that like, if you haven't seen it, um, if you know, if you were alive during video stores, uh, you'd recognize this VHS box immediately. Because I think every fucking video store had this in their horror section. It looks like you know? this. Holding it up to the spy cam. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's just, it's really iconic. If you haven't ever seen it, you know, you know that tape. Um, which Mausoleum's a movie like that to me, too. I feel like every store had Mausoleum. I could the also say as a film itself, like the cover, if you haven't seen it when you're watching it, the two things that are going to go through your mind if you're into 80s horror movies are, how have I not seen this? And this is just like all these movies I really like. <laughs> Which are both good things. Because it's fun that these things are still kind of showing up. You know, Not that I don't want to watch Return of the Living Dead later, which we will do. It's, it's July 3rd today. Yeah. We have to. But it's cool that there's something like this for people to find that might maybe like 
their interest never got quite past like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit. You know, maybe they saw Night of the Living Dead, Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street three, and something else, and then you know, one of the Friday Thirteenth movies probably. Yeah. Uh, and th- this movie was originally conceived as a more of a comedic film. The initial uh, draft for the script had the brain talking in a voice that was meant to sound like Stallone. Oh man, that would have been um, some. And and the brain would like make people do horrible things like uh, eat sandwiches full of cat shit. <laughs> Um, so, but along the way, uh, someone involved at one of the, you know, distributors or distributors or the studio or an executive producer or someone base was like, no, no, let's make more of a straight horror film, which right. I mean, I think it works still, but part of me is kind of like, man, that would be kind of funny. The brain like, is like taking over the world while making him just do stupid shit. Yeah. Um, it would have had its charm. Uh, I don't know what kind of movie that would have been exactly. It would have been less focused for sure. Yeah. Um, they shot something in Canada, do some Canadian tax thing uh, that made the film less expensive to make up there. A Canadian tax shelter or whatever. Uh, yeah, 88. That's when they were doing all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that, that's all my pre movie tidbits I have. Uh, so if we jump into it. We open up at Psychological Research Institute, a.k.a. PRI, which they say a lot. PRI. PRI. Going to, I got to go back to PRI. Is there a PRI? PRI? There's definitely a couple times where I started like counting things. Yeah. I was like, man, shit's getting real repetitive. Do you <laughs> right? have a tally for PRA? Um, that during that's well, not there, but in later on in the in the movie, you will have some tallies for us at some point in this episode. Yes. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Uh, <laughs> the PRI building is actually the Xerox Research Center, and they can only shoot from outside. None of the interiors are actually that building. That was like the stipulation. They said, you can shoot outside this building, but you cannot shoot inside. It looks kind of like an art center or maybe like some place you'd go to on a school field trip that like some famous dude lived at or whatever. It's It's like like a very art deco. Yeah, yeah. For a second, it reminded me of uh, the location from Remote Control. Yeah, like for which was second, also was like, released oh. by IVE. Yeah. I forgot ah. to put that on the list. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, or the, if there was a little dome attached to it, maybe the biodome. Bud and Doyle love biodome. Yeah. Uh, so we go inside PRI, uh, and we see just like a green tray of liquid, or a tray full of green liquid, and like a brain-like organism in it. But the first couple shots, I mean... You rented a movie called The Brain. Yes. That's what you're going to think it is. But if it wasn't called The Brain and it was called, I don't know, The Thing or something, <laughs> when they first show it, you see the tentacles. It doesn't look exactly like a brain. It's kind of smaller. It's maybe like the size of like the biggest turkey you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like It's not just, it's not that big. It, but it, it's like turkey. it's still growing. It has... <clears throat> No features that they they don't show you any features, just that there's these people observing this thing growing in a petri dish of green slime. Yeah. It's breathing. Yeah, I think we hear that. It's pulsing, and it's got all these wires and cords going to it. And we cut to a uh, David Gale as Doctor Blake, the host of a television show called Independent Thinking. We have started the David Gale appreciation fan club love david gale um, who's also the most decapitated man in cinematic history but <laughs> if you put a movie go you gotta cut his head off yeah you know? uh yeah we talked about gale uh, a lot in episode 11 of the podcast uh because he's of course dr hill and reanimator so we don't necessarily need to dig super deep in him if you want to know more about david gale listen to our episode reanimator it's possible his wife got some money from this <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what, two years later? So he's a single man. <laughs> Come back to me. I don't think Barbara hooked up with him after his divorce. <laughs> I didn't, I've never read anything about that. <laughs> You've always 
Uh, <laughs> we, tra- we then transition <laughs> yeah. to a home where a teen named Becky is talking to her mom about the show, Independent Thinking, which uh, the mother's watching. And she doesn't want to watch it because uh, there's like some implication that she's a patient of Dr. Blake's. She says something like, I see him enough every day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she storms upstairs to her bedroom. And this is when stuff gets pretty weird. There is also a shot when the mom is in the living room with the uh, where you see there's Christmas decorations on the mantle. Oh. And I remember the first time I spotted that, which was last night, I never noticed it before. <laughs> and I was just like, huh, that's weird. Like, it's Christmas time? Like, not that that needed to be part of the subplot or yeah. anything. But then at Jay's Build Your Own Burger joint, <laughs> there is a snowman that he freaks out and knocks off the counter. Uh. And in the final scene, yep. you see a Christmas tree in the garbage. And there's uh. all this connective tissue where it's like, was there maybe once a subplot? I mean, it's only 93 or 94 minutes or something. Yeah. Like maybe there was a Christmas element to it. Or maybe that could have been like some way that the brain fucked with people. Yeah. For their, like they thought they were getting Christmas presents. Well, see, I, like, I didn't notice any of that shit. And now that's one of those things where it's like, why not play that up? Like, yeah. I just think they they thought it would look aesthetically pleasing when Becky took a header out the window. Right. Or it was just fucking Christmas when they were filming the movie. Because yeah. it is winter. Right. Like there's times where you see them outside and there's snow and you can see their breath and stuff. Oh, Jill's coming down here. What, what's going on here, Jill? Your dino nuggets. Oh, yeah. So, Hogan, do you want to explain the situation why there's dino nuggets here? There's dino nuggets because we need something to put sauce on. And why is that, Hogan? I mean, give give our listeners what's going on. Tell us about what's going on here. All right. So, I don't know. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. You're you're awesome. Well, I'm not leaving until I hear what the sauce is. So, I got some sauces, and I got them a while ago, actually. I forgot to bring them the last time, which I'm glad. Because it would have been an awkward all-around gift giving. So, uh, but this is also very serendipitous because, and I got one of these for each of you. Oh, Are nice! You? Some fucking tar man. Oh sauce. my gosh! Cosmic. So, is this a coincidence? It is. It totally tar man is. spicy bourbon barbecue sauce. This is wild since we plan to watch Return of the Living Dead tonight because it is July third right now. Wow. Which. If you're no return, and I don't know, this could taste like complete dog shit. Well, there's only one way to find out. Is it going to taste like brains? Because that would be sweet. What do brains taste like? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) about to find out. Enjoy. Thank you. Thanks for thank. Hey, Mm. that's my wife Jill who cooked the down nuggets with love and care. And we're you might say, why are we trying the sauce and down nuggets? This is what Hogan thought we should try it on. So I would say, um, by smell, it smells like a well, a more well-made version of McDonald's barbecue sauce, <laughs> which I like. I actually really, that was the yeah. first barbecue Did you notice sauce how smooth this label is, by the way? Yeah, there's like, no it's texture It's oddly smooth. So yeah, Chef Tarman mm. spicy bourbon barbecue sauce with a heat level of three toxic barrels. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> we're all, we're gonna work. It, it has tomato paste, soy sauce, sugar, vinegar, chipotle, cayenne, habanero, chilies, ginger, garlic, onion, molasses, whiskey. 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 Black pepper, salt, sodium, benzo. Oh, I can't eat it. I don't eat that because it's not vegan. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you, you literally last time talk about you eat vegan food and then also eat chicken wings. So it's I think, good because these yeah. dino nuggets hurt. They're great. These, yeah. Uh, Hogan, um, so do you want to tell our listeners about where you got this and all that kind of stuff? Um, this was, this was, uh, mm. I don't know. The computer's like listening to people talking, you know? It was just <laughs> was randomly advertised to me. It just I, showed up at your house? I said something, yeah. Mm. No, it's good. Oh, that is good. 
It's tangy mm. with a little kick. Oh, wow. But as you can tell with the ingredients list being the spicy stuff is like the fourth or fifth ingredient. Mm. It's not going to blow your mind in the heat department, which I like, which means I can eat it on like anything. Well, this might be uh, getting some use tomorrow at my 4th of July party. <laughs> I mm. might twist up some veggie dogs with this shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. Made that brachiosaurus delicious. These don't look at all like dinosaurs. No. <laughs> I mean, the one that looks the most like a dinosaur, I think, is the stegosaurus. Sure. But even then, it just kind of looks like, I don't know. Are we just going to eat all these down nuggets? Yeah, sorry, fresh? guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is all going in. I'm not going to edit any of this. <laughs> and you can see there's, there's actually like chunks of onion and garlic and shit in there, which is cool. So I have to be like really concerned about my sodium intake because of Meniere's, you know? Oh, yeah. So I looked and I was like, oh, what's the sodium intake on this? What's and it say, Professor? It's uh, 85 milligrams per serving. And in comparison, I figured I would just see what that was like, you know, next to everything else that's in my fridge. And most like... Most shit is like 180 to like 250 milligrams of sodium, and it's mm, really? actually relatively low. Oh, that's cool. So you're saying this is not going on everything you eat. Right. Like more so than like ketchup and stuff, too? Mm-hmm. It is kind of like a, like a slightly spicy ketchup. It has, it's very ketchup-esque. Yeah. Would you, would you concur, or am I? No, I can see that. Like tomatoes this would be are good the first on a ingredient, but I bet it is in most barbecue sauces. Like I think this would be amazing on a hamburger. I might put, you know what? I might put some. I'm, I bought two racks of ribs for tomorrow. Do one as the tar man ribs. I think so. Wow, that's that's good, Hogan. Thank you. Thanks for the sauce. It was a gamble. It's, you never know. It's just this is one of those cosmic things. How it just shook out that then we record on the third. Yeah, super have strange. something for Return of Dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm into it. Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> it's Millhouse's day in the sun. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. I can't do a great Millhouse voice. <laughs> they should make some really sick-ass fucking Dino Nuggets commercials. I could picture those being sweet. Like, here they come. Dino Nuggets. Like the He-Man commercials, kind of. Where it's like they're walking towards Walking you. around like piles of mashed potatoes and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Like dinosaurs, like jumping out of microwaves, and like. Are oh, you talking about D dinosaur nuggets? The movie. If they had a commercial, how they, how uh, cool you could make a commercial for dino nuggets. That would just be an awesome uh, movie. Tyson's Chicken presents Dinosaur <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> <the Yeah>. movie. <laughs> It'd be on Sci-Fi. <laughs> From the makers of Sharknado and Tyson Chicken comes Dinosaur Nugget Massacre Part Five. <laughs> People are trying to eat them because they're delicious. They taste like chicken. That was really good. I, I'm I'm very surprised. That was a nice surprise. Thanks for bringing that. Wowie. Sure. So, back to the brain. So, uh, Becky's in her bedroom, and uh, some weird shit is happening. Yeah. And uh, why does she have a huge bowl of Coke on her on her desk? It's Cocaine? Actually, it's not. It's my mom used to have one of those. It's like face powder. Okay. It's like it's talcum powder. <laughs> And it's, I was like, your mom had a bowl of cocaine? <laughs> my childhood would be a better story. No, I'm just kidding. My childhood was fine. Is your mom Tony Montana? But or? it's like, it, it has her like, she's kind of like slowly and creepily applying makeup of some kind. And that's there. That I can't remember if that's like a finish or a base, but it's it's makeup. 
not cocaine. Sorry. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's cocaine. I thought Becky partied. <laughs> not anymore, or not for long. Hogan's <laughs> yeah. like, that's the whole reason I thought all that shit was happening in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, so yeah, so this is actually a pretty fucking rad opening. Like, um, she starts to freak out. She has this, like teddy bear and starts bleeding out of the eyes. It's and, actually like, bleeding out of the middle of its cheeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't have moved him up in it. <laughs> Because it's the brain. Yeah, yeah. Like most of the effects in this movie. Are great. There's not, just... <laughs> not a lot of time. There's not a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. But let's do it. You know, and show the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe too much. Show it too much. Yeah. Uh, tentacles and monster hands, all sorts of shit start coming out of everything in the room. She starts backing away from the teddy bear that's bleeding out of its cheeks. At which point, the... One second. Two monster hands. One bursts through a television set, and the other one bursts through the wall. And they have kind of like Hogman, Pigman hands. They're like there's like three large fingers. They were both the same hand, by the way. Oh, the same side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just had like two left pig hooves. Yeah. And it's and it's grabbing. We don't at got her. time to take two molds. <laughs> yeah. Just use the left hand for everything. When she wiggles free of that, she slams against a wall. I don't know why she's thinking at this point that backing into things is a smart idea. <laughs> but tentacles come bursting out of the wall, while simultaneously, um, her getting away from that, the room kind of starts to shrink a yeah. little bit and shake like there's an earthquake. Like in a Jamiroquai video, all of a sudden. And there's an amazing unicorn poster in there, man. Did you just spot that thing? No. And then what happened? I saw the Hunky Boys poster, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. She cares for Hunky Boys, most definitely. But yeah, she's fighting um, fighting off the tentacles when... Her mom comes in, like, what the fuck's going on up here? And, like, everything kind of <laughs> stops and her mom comes in. Yeah. And then uh, Tentacle, like, grabs her mom... And she starts stabbing the tentacle that's holding her mom, and then she realizes and she's like mustard actually... comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Yeah, <laughs> all that mustard's come out of the tentacle, but then she realizes she's like actually stabbed her mom. Yeah, and it uh, just shows her the mom falls on her back with the scissors <clears throat> sticking out of her stomach. Then, and then and you won't then. believe this shit right here. <laughs> But a tentacle shoots out of the teddy bear bleeding from its cheeks mouth. <laughs> its cheeks mouth? Its cheeks its mouth cheeks. So Becky's bitch ass oh. mom is dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Becky's all fucking sad. Then another tentacle grabs Becky's ass. No, not tentacle. A Isn't brain. It? A brain bursts through the mirror. That's and right. Flies at her. Yeah. And grabs so her. So it's like a headbutt. Headbutts yeah. her ass <laughs> out the fucking window. Brain butts. Sorry, <laughs> I stand corrected. Uh, yeah, and then she's fucking, you know, falls through the window to her death. Yeah, it just shows her flying out the window, and that's a pretty cool suicide. That's a pretty strong opening. I love it. Like, you know, good old David Gale, fan him for Amir, cut to this family, bunch of crazy shit happens, two deaths, and it's like we're like not even like three minutes into the movie. It's like this is cool. Yeah, you know, like with. The trailers and everything at this point, I think it was like 12 minutes in. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like a, get off to a good start. Um, yeah. Honestly, that whole thing is maybe my favorite sequence of the whole movie. I just I, it's such a interesting way to start a movie. It um, you mentioned like, you know, people watching Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff earlier. It's like this, like a lot of 80s movies to me, this sequence feels like it could be a nightmare in Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. You know what I mean? Just There's like, definitely a couple moments in it. Yeah, it's like off. They didn't yeah. not see any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. <laughs> yeah. Those were not like completely out of their 
realm of knowledge. That's why the brain was wearing a green and red striped sweater when it came through the mirror. I just thought it was because he was cold. Do this? Wasn't he cold? That glove with the knives on it, on his Uh, tentacle. I like after when all that's done, they cut back to the TV downstairs, and it's still playing independent thinking. And Dave Gill says, "Give yourself a hand." You independent thinker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, totally. You know? um, there's definitely like an overtone of like something with media. There's like the, a lot of because when the the next scene, it cuts to our boy, Jim, who's the main character in the movie. Yeah. He's a and prankster. He's, and he's oh, driving. Such what, a it's prankster. Kind that's of like yeah, I've got prank master zero. <laughs> Everybody here. write prank prankster or some form of prankster. Yeah. Many it, times in my notes when instead of Jim, I just write the prankster. Yeah. It's more fun to write <laughs> and to think about. But he it shows him in his car, which I tried to like message some of my car buddies. <laughs> To see if they knew what it's it was. It's kind of like a Plymouth Fury, but it's got a little Christ more damn. tail on it. It it's, looks oddly similar to the car from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a ding, nice boaty red car. Ding, ding, ding. But the radio is playing, and it tells the news story that like all the, you know some more people have died or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it says, now back to a bit of that hard, hard rock you teeny boppers love so much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. That's a good DJ voice. And the music uh, is not anything that was ever popular at any point in history. <laughs> I don't think it even was particularly heavy or anything. No, either. It's it, like, it just sounded like kind of new wavy. I feel like if you used those two things in like in one the same sentence together, like somebody would beat your ass. Like yeah. hard, hard rock and teeny boppers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just call me? So it does seem like an insult. Yeah. I thought teeny boppers was an insult, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, do people refer to themselves as teeny boppers at any point in history? I don't think I'm not so. really sure. That's like a oh, those teeny boppers—they're always stealing gum. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, never good. They they always sell two things: Tiger Beat magazine and, and gum and bubblelicious, <laughs> so they can blow bubbles while they read their fucking hunky boy mags. So uh, our our lead Jim, who's driving to school here, uh, he's played by Tom Bresnahan. Is that how you pronounce that? Sure. Is Bre- Bresnahan. Bresnahan? I don't know. You guys Bre- want to weigh in on how to say his name? Bresnan. Bresnan. Yeah. Say Bresnan. Bresnan. That's That seems easier. Tom Bresnan. <laughs> than Bresnahan. On yeah. <laughs> Apple so, Which, you know, that's almost start to say is his character's last name. Uh, so Tom Bresnan, uh, he's the only notable things he'd really be in would be Mir Mir, Ski School, and he's in Twice Dead. Yep. I'm not really sure where he is in Twice Dead, but I know he's I in bet he's, he's the main character gang. in Twice Dead. He is? He is? Yeah. Oh. Huh. I love that movie. It's got one of the best horror theme songs ever. It's like, Twice Dead. <laughs> like, he sounded kind of like Elvis. <laughs> and it's just like them telling you what happens in the movie. Like, and then they came on an old house, and they were Twice Dead. <laughs> Here it is. And he it's has an uncredited role in class in Newcom High also, so that's cool. Nice uh, random teen four. He went to school. It's funny. I mean, he's not a bad actor. He went to school with a couple of like major actors like Benicio del Toro and Mark Ruffalo. But oh, the Hulk that didn't transfer over that well. Huh. <laughs> Don't see him in he, the MCU. It's because he wasn't paying attention. He was too busy pranking the Dean. Prank, prank, prankster. Look out, Dean. Woo. So he did not get along with the director, and he in fact tried to get Ed Hunt fired from the picture. Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> which <laughs> he, he affectionately called him Ed Cunt. <laughs> Uh, but I guess the first assistant director also had disagreements with Ed Hunt. So there was a real 
fear the director had being fired from the project, and there was like conversation he had with executives about it. So oh, really? that's it like, close. He, but he's like, I like this is my <clears throat> baby. Like I wrote this. I'm making yeah. this like this is my picture. Right. You know, I brought this to Did you. Did he say anything about what his problem was with him? No, nah, couldn't find that. Yeah. He didn't like all his pranking. Find, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was ad lib. Not part of the film at all. And he just started doing These it. are peanuts. Mm-hmm. This is a spring in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So there's tension there. Then I think that's just kind of interesting when watching the movie to think about stuff like that's interesting to me. Like, wow, like these like. Can you imagine? Like, I fucking hate you and action. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> for like weeks <laughs> yeah, or a week at least. <laughs> uh, but so Jim's a bad boy and a prankster, as we've mentioned. Uh, and once he gets to school, he immediately meets up with his girlfriend, Janet, in the hallway. Who he apologizes to for being late for school. What? <laughs> Since when are we apologizing to our girlfriends for being late for school? We were busy getting our prank kits together <laughs> we get our sodium chunks as well as our super glue or whatever that shit yeah. <laughs> but i'm here now uh his girlfriend janice played by cynthia preston uh she was a successful model who then got into acting um did a ton of one-off appearances on various tv shows uh the only thing of note i had was that she had she she had a recurring role in all 22 episodes of the short-lived total recall show but she's also the voice of princess zelda on the animated legend of zelda show oh. which she also reprised on captain n the game master have you ever watched of... that she's such a she's so rude to link all the time on that and, show yeah and then link's always just uh doing the steve martin well excuse yeah. me princess you know right it's super uncomfortable there's a couple of voiceover things in uh with this cast that are pretty interesting. Yeah, I saw one of their names was on another animated show. Oh, yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Yep. We'll Everyone. get there. We'll get yeah. to them. Uh, I think, he, so I think Jim was apologizing to Janet because she was waiting on him because he had to get her homework from her so he could copy it before class. And I think that's where she's like, you're late. How are you going to have time to copy my no, homework okay, now? Okay, yeah, that's right. Because he's like, I'll copy it in class. What if I get in trouble? I thought that's the whole reason he did this first prank was to buy himself time to copy the homework. But he's supposed to be the have the highest <laughs> IQ of anyone in the whole school. I'm so glad you brought that up because that part it just irritates the fuck out. Why of me. would he be the smartest <laughs> kid in school? Like, there's no way that he's constantly person. saying dumb shit. Like she's doing his homework for him. Right. <laughs> Prove it. Prove that he has the best IQ. With yeah. Some sort of maybe she has the best IQ. It's like all of his paperwork's really great. It's like he's just copying. Well, they could have had a moment. Right. Maybe he's like when he first goes to. I keep wanting to say DRI, but <laughs> PRI, and you know maybe there's like a, a a math problem on the wall, like Goodwill Hunting style, and he like <laughs> walks yeah. by and whips it out real quick, and there's like, whoa, you really do have the biggest IQ in the whole state. You're a genius. He's no Matt Damon though. Yeah, no. who is? <laughs> Nobody. She hands it to him and he says something to the effect he's like, "I thought you loved me." It's like, whoa, whoa dude, that's yeah. <laughs> You better have my homework ready for me, motherfucker. <laughs> it's been eight months. Uh, yeah. So, but see, I thought he went to the bathroom and does this this prank here because I thought he was trying to buy time to do the homework because he's like, oh, I'll have time. And then he goes in the bathroom immediately and busts out uh, a box that says, pure sodium, caution, will explode in water. And I love it. It looks like the like <laughs> earliest printers you could possibly ever use. Yeah. I remember the first time in grade school. 
maybe like I kindergarten. Bet. There's a computer lab. You remember the old like matrix printers? Yeah. It's like totally. it's clearly printed off one of those and just fucking like scotch taped to a container. Right. It's like right. the shittiest prop. Well, yeah, they probably <laughs> were shooting the scene. They're like, how are people going to know what this is or whatever? Like, why would it do this? Got it. I did watch a YouTube video and it does work. It's a real thing. Oh. It's, so sodium is a, it's the most flexible and bendy metal that's like on our planet. And it looks Which is white. Earth. Just our listeners that we're on Earth? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Well, we're, we're talking about outer space. Yeah. Our planet. Not wherever he comes from. Yeah. <laughs> but our Earth planet. Our Goldilocks planet. But shout out to our listeners that are not on Earth. Yes. We hear you. <laughs> it looks kind of white, and when you scrape it away, it shows a metallic coating for like three seconds before it kind of molds over with white again. And it doesn't have a lot of uses, but it does fucking blow up a toilet. Like if you, this video I watched, they threw six chunks of it in, and the entire porcelain bowl shattered into like five, ten pieces. It's did awesome. You, did you guys catch the warning at the end of the movie? Yeah, okay. it, there was like a Beavis and Butthead style, like yeah, you know, don't warning. play frog baseball. Sodium will make your toilet fucking explode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. So you're saying, like, start bringing sodium with you on tour, so if any venue stiffs you, you just, like, hey, probably go out to take a dump. And you just fucking blow up their toilet. <laughs> There's some <laughs> shitty things. Uh, Andrew may or may not have accidentally blown up a toilet in the band's history. Um, I don't believe it was at a show we were playing. But you 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 can talk to him about it. He may or may not And to clarify, you're not that. talking about him, like, like you know, being like demon from Friday the Part Five and like blowing up the toilet. No, no, we yeah, we all <laughs> blow up the toilet. <laughs> but I'm talking about blowing up the toilet, <laughs> like that. Like he had to replace it. But oh. I'll let him tell that story. Maybe we can have. Can him we call on him real fast? Let's call sometime. him real fast. Let's do. It. We let's okay, get a call. I'll try. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey Andrew, what's going on? Nothing. Tell him he's cool. on the Fright Zone. He's now a guest. Yeah, you're, you're now officially a guest on the Fright Zone. We're recording an episode for The Brain. Oh, okay. And there's a scene in it when he blows up a toilet, and I was trying to remember the details of a possible <laughs> time when you might have done such a thing. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. You don't have to tell this story if you don't want. But if you want oh, to, okay. that's why we called you. <laughs> um, sure. I mean... Uh... Hold on, I'm listening to some crap. Oh, that's uh, good. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Fitting, There's a fitting. toilet that explodes in the brain? Yes. In that one, okay. he uses a, a chunk of sodium. Oh, I mean, I just, uh, I blew up the toilet in the women's bathroom at Harry Mary's <laughs> uh, with a cherry bomb. Oh, a cherry bomb. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't like an improvised device. I'm not that clever. I just uh, I thought that um, if if I just threw the cherry bomb in there, that all the water would blow out, like just all over sure. the room, it'd be hilarious. But it did not. <laughs> um, see, I had a, I had a few soda pops, and then right. um, uh, what they, flavor? They, you know, things things seemed like um, yeah. What flavor of soda? Uh, probably like a lot of beer and whiskey. Yeah, that's, that's not soda. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, but like what happened was like it just blew a hole throughout the side of the bowl, <laughs> and then Vinny uh, Morris was uh, bartending. So you know, I just he's a friend of mine. So like you know, and I couldn't hide it. I was like, hey, I just literally 
just blew up the women's. Uh, <laughs> I love that it was the women's room. Yeah, it was the women's yeah. room. You know, like the nicest bathroom in there. Yeah, like the men's one, no one would even notice. Yeah, or giving a uh, shit. Yeah. yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, so like, uh, he immediately kicked me out, and I, you know, he's right for doing so, and so then I, I left. But yeah, no, it was. It wasn't anything more clever than just throwing an explosive into a toilet. Right, and assuming it was just going to splash for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people were goofy. I thought it was going to be a goofy thing that happened. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, then I, I replaced it. So. Yeah, yeah. That, I remember that you yeah. went in and, like, got a, got a new one and stuff. You prankster. Right. Yeah. You're a prankster just like Jim from The Brain. <laughs> oh. Just yeah. like, did he have to replace the toilet? Um, well, he has to go to PRI. <laughs> yeah, which is worse, you know, objectively. <laughs> objectively worse. He did get to see a couple round yeah. baseballs, though. Okay. Cool. We're, we're going to watch Return of the Living Dead after we record this if you want to come hang out. Yeah, dude. Uh, Yeah, for sure. When are you guys going to be done? Uh, we we kind of just started. We're usually done around 10. Just, okay, that's fine. A <clears throat> uh, couple I, hours. Uh Tell them to be here at 10. That's fine. 10. I, I got to uh, run around. and. Um, You're just going to run around in circles? Or? <laughs> or something. But cool. no, yeah, that sounds good. Just let me know when you're done, and I'll swing by. and. Um, be here at know. 10. Be there at 10? Okay. Yeah. Let's do some push-ups in the bathroom. All right, we'll get the floor waxed. Cool. All right, later. Wait, Bye. why are we doing push-ups in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I understood that reference. Oh, it's just a. Uh, it's I don't know what it's from. <laughs> it's probably from something. <laughs> if it's not, it's I hope it's not something I've heard him say a lot. So I assumed it was from something. <laughs> it's like doing karate in the cemetery, but that's a deadbeat at dawn reference. Uh, Our buddy Jeff used to always say, "Let's go do karate in the cemetery." Can we call him back and ask him what the push-ups <laughs> in the bathroom meant? We, we can update people later. Thanks, Andrew. I've been wanting to get him on there, you know. Oh yeah, you know as long as we're at Andrew, uh, you know. Andrew and Nate, uh, new Traffic Death album, the band yeah. they're both in, is now available for pre-order. Where can they pre-order that shit, dude? Uh, the Sump Pump Records Bandcamp or sumppumprecords.com. You can get it from them. And it's actually selling pretty damn good, so if you want it, you should probably do that, because we only made 300 total. <laughs> and this might be the last episode, because Nate's living off that fat Sump Pump Records cash now. Yeah, I already made a down payment on a jet ski <laughs> and, a, and a ski lodge. I think I fucking got that wrong, though. I think I should have gotten skis. But <laughs> I'm uh, going to try it out anyway. No, It's going to be like extreme pogo sticking. I'm going to try to jet ski on the mountain. It's going to be awesome. So he throws the sodium into the water, the toilet. Uh, well, he flushes it, then throws it in the last second, so it just gets sucked in. You know, yeah, to the plumbing. Right. That's how you avoid blowing up your toilet. Instead, blow up the pipes. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, he, as he walks out, another teacher, Mr. Sweeney, is coming out of the bathroom. Ray's everything fucking blows. Right as uh, Jim, being a fucking amateur prankster, throws the evidence of what he did right on top of the trash like just a fucking in his pocket. Why not in the pocket? What a dumb shit. Um, or bring it in a thing that's not clearly labeled. Yeah, pure sodium. <laughs> like it. Could have, you could have thrown it in like a baseball card thing. Which, like, the way this explodes, are we to believe that the fucking toilet water is also connected to <laughs> the, the fucking right, the the water drinking fountain? fountain? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he walks out the bathroom in uh, Mr. Woods, who they don't say explicitly, I'm pretty sure is the principal. He gets Goonies yeah. styled blasted in the face. <laughs> Everyone, if you haven't seen the Goonies, well, I don't know. But unsubscribe. It's like that. Yeah. There is an unsubscribe button. 
<laughs> it's next to your mom's phone number, <laughs> which everyone has. Oh man! But so so the wire explodes. It's shooting water out into the principal's face, and uh, he immediately is like, "Jim, you did this, didn't you?" He's like, "No, sir." He says. And- Majuleski, which is the most '80s fucking last name you could ever possibly have. Yeah, yeah. It says, uh, "I'm innocent until I'm proven guilty." Right? He says, "You think you're in America, huh? Well, you're not. You're in high school and Canada and Canada. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I think we're supposed to think it's America. And then right then, Mr. Swain comes out and he's like holding the sodium box, like you left this behind or whatever. And like, what do you say now, Jim? And he makes a face like. If there's a face that would make that noise, it's the face he makes. Yeah. And at one point, that might have been in there. <laughs> I could see them having that. Uh, so Jim gets called out by both the teachers, caught red-handed. and uh, Gets hauled then, into the principal's office. Yes. We cut to a meeting between Mr. Woods, the guidance counselor, Jim, and his parents. And they're talking about sending the PRI to see Dr. Blake, which he does not want to do. And Mr. Woods lays down the law. And this is where we first get told that he has the highest IQ. Is <laughs> yep. in this meeting. Oh, yes. Like, he has the highest IQ in school. We don't know why he's behaving this way. So they go and they grab a U-Matic tape, which they put into a top-loading U-Matic VCR. The format of U-Matic was originated <laughs> in 1969. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Keep it going. Keep and, going. And, and was it was released in 1969 as a... Um, it was like being beta tested at that time as a Sony product. And then it was actually marketed to the general public in 1971. Uh, it was one of the first formats, if not the first most used format to be a wheel of tape inside of a cassette case. Prior to that, all tape formats were actually like reel to reel or, you know, film style. Um, then it's commonly referred to as three quarter inch tape. That's that's all I got. But I've actually held a U-Matic player before. Once there was this recycling place next to where I worked that had a U-Matic player. And it was so big that I just was like, you know, I'm never going to have one of these. I don't need it. And I have nowhere to put it. And I felt bad leaving it in the technological graveyard that was the recycling place. <clears throat> but, I mean, like, no shit. It's like this big. Right. It's like a lawnmower. It was also what they commonly used back in the day for broadcasting. Those would have been like whenever you hear stories about. How's this for your, your back music? Oh, it's perfect. Like whenever you hear stories about like, yeah, they don't. Those tapes don't exist anymore because they kept reusing them and taping over them. It was always umatic tapes, and they also have a very short shelf life. So on top of the fact that they would reuse them, and that's why the TV shows no longer exist, they also just kind of crap out at some point. They're not like a forever tape. You got a lot of notes there. I got seven pages. I took a lot of notes this time, too. Yeah. There's a lot to write There was about. always something going on. <laughs> and I was also commonly looking for the, like, hey, this is actually America, but I couldn't find any flag. There was one American flag on the wall at one point, but usually they'll, like... They didn't commit the way pieces commits. Right. They'll put, like, the little flag <laughs> on the desk, like the little stick flags and stuff. Pieces, they have, like, pictures of Reagan. They have, like, the map of America. Right. And there's, like, bajillion <laughs> flags. It's awesome. I wish it would also be, like, the wrong president for the time. <laughs> George <laughs> like, Washington. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're having the meeting, and basically they tell him that if he won't go to PRI for, like, psychological help, um, they're going to suspend him. 
And Jim doesn't want to do it, and his parents are like, you got to do it, man. There's no other choice. What are you going to do if you don't graduate? So I want to talk here for a second because I wrote a huge chunk, and I have to bring this up. Go for it. So I want to talk about blackmail. <laughs> yeah. Principal says if James effectively doesn't get his shit together, that they're going to have to suspend him. And James says, that's blackmail. <laughs> to which the principal says, it is not blackmail, not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and it's not. Blackmail is demanding money or payment from someone in return for not revealing damaging or compromising info about them. It's true. He is wrong. It's literally fucking nothing like that. Jim is not smart. Jim is a fucking idiot. Well, and, so oh, and he has a great line there, too, that I forgot to mention where they say, like, is your son or daughter having trouble with drugs, alcohol or sex? And then yada, yada, yada. Yes. And then uh, Jim looks at them and goes. Well, I don't have a problem with drugs, alcohol, or sex, so I guess we're done here for the day, huh? <laughs> and he just starts getting up, and of course they're just like, "Hell no, you sit back down. <laughs> you can't take, you can't make me." He says, <laughs> "He's like, fuck it." He turns into Mark Hamill in Star Wars. <laughs> you can't make me go to DRI or be a PRI. Dirty rotten imbecile show. But after, so basically, they agree like he's going to do it, you know. But like when he's like, well, now I'm leaving. And as he walks out, all the adults stand up and he just real fast busts out some super glue and squirts it on the principal's chair yeah, and sits back it. in his pocket and keeps going. Yeah. And the scene ends with the principal's butt sitting in the glue and it's like. And there was two more great lines. More pranks or shit. Oh, yeah. Throws lines. Just before the prank, uh, the mom tries to convince him. She says, he wouldn't be on TV if he wasn't any good. <laughs> and then uh, he looks at his dad. He's like, dad. What are you doing? You gonna sell me out? <laughs> I don't think we have much of a choice, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's when Prank Master Zero comes in with the glue to just give him one more middle finger to the butt. But yeah, his pa his parents are starting to show, and they haven't gone into the like mind control element too much at yeah. this point. But his parents are showing signs of like obvious, uh, like if they were good parents, they wouldn't just be like immediately siding with the teachers. They'd have a little bit of an uncle buck reaction yeah. in there with them. Or even like, Hey, you know, like he needs some discipline, but I don't think we can send him to this fucking doctor. That's what I wrote. Like, Jim's parents are comatose. Like they're, they literally say nothing the entire time. Yeah. What are you going to do if you don't graduate son? <laughs> yeah. He's on TV. He must be good. Yeah. They're, they're already falling for it at that point, but I don't know if, They've been to any of the appearances. It appears later in the movie that the people like actually show up to the TV station, or they, is it at PRI? It's at PRI. Okay, I didn't know if it was a separate location. Live from PRI, it's Doctor Blake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which is, I think they say somewhere that PRI is, or the show. It's like a public broadcast show. Yeah. But then it, like, over the course of two days explodes and they're going to go nationwide? And possibly international. International. It's that good. <laughs> it's just, like, just the doctor, go, like, do you have trouble yeah. with your kids? And yeah. everyone's just can't believe it's so good. It's really not good, at least from what I've seen. The show sucks. Yeah, if it wasn't for the brain, he'd just be another, I don't know, guy. <laughs> Are you talking shit independent thinkers yeah. right now? Yeah. Or thinking? Or the yeah. yeah. Well, I think it... It's called independent thinkers, but he always says independent thinking. I thought right? it's called independent thinking, but if you're a listener, you're an independent yeah, thinker. Yeah, you're an independent okay. thinker. That's right. Like as Hogan calls our listeners Frightzonians. <laughs> <laughs> 
But oh, after that scene, then we cut to Jim and Jant just necking in his car. And she's really worried about Jim and worries about him going to Dr. Blake because of what happened to Becky. Who, who like, they barely, like, you, it's knowing that the girl killed her, or who supposedly killed herself and killed her mom from the opening scene. It's like, it's like a blink and you miss it, like, mention of her name, Becky. So, like, when they say yeah. it again, they're like, I'm worried about what happened to Becky. It's like, who the fuck's Becky? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like have, have we met Becky? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess she's the girl we still die. And that's where he's like, it's been eight months. Yeah, Jim's oh, not dude. concerned about Becky. I told all. you, I'm going to wait until I get to college. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, well, what, what if we go college? to different colleges? He's like, well, I guess we're going to have to go to the same one. That might be closer to blackmail yeah. than the accusation <laughs> of blackmail. That's the closest thing to blackmail in the movie, for right. sure. If he would have said it again, that's blackmail. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's always accusing everybody of blackmailing. <laughs> that's his go-to. Uh, and we cut outside the car. There's a slimy monster approaching. And we get a little jump scare. But surprise, it's just a couple of their friends wearing oh, rubber masks. Yeah, hokey Halloween masks. I was always doing that. I was always finding out where my friends would be like trying to have sex with their girlfriends in high school. And then sneaking up in rubber masks. Yeah. <laughs> the classic kids. Of, classic group of pranksters, man. Just a bunch of pranksters. stabbed or something. <laughs> Prankster shit. It's part pranking. It's a risk you gotta take. Right. If I'm you like, want to get the laugh, then you gotta Sometimes go you gotta get it. stabbed. Somebody says, Willie, do you only know how to make jokes? And his girlfriend says, That's not all Willie knows how to do. And Willie says, I had to record this because I thought it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most cheese dick smile. Like, <laughs> right? Well, that's where when, he could have been really like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's when we meet the one cop that lives in this town. Uh, I didn't write his name down in this Officer part. Marks. Notes, but I wrote down, yeah, Officer Marks. Yeah. He shows up and he's obviously he's with these kids. Probably because he's had to deal with their prankster shit for years. Oh, yeah. It's right? been building up. Oh, he tells them they're out past curfew. Need to head home. But he's such a dick to them throughout this movie that I assumed that at some point at the end there was going to be that moment where it's like they walk in and he's hanging out. He's like he's part of the PRI brain zombies. I totally think that too until, but, until he, what ends up happening yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's not in cahoots okay. with it after all. <laughs> Which I have a great name for that guy. For uh, fucking uh, Varna, Verna, Verna, George Buzo, which I'm, I'm thinking he's the one with the credit, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, yep. I mean, we don't have to jump there because we haven't, we've seen him in a room, but he hasn't <laughs> been too involved yet. Uh, and then the next day, Jim arrives at PRI, and after checking in, a random patient approaches Jim and tells him that Doctor Blake is an alien, and then an orderly nurse named Verna shows up and grabs the guy. Yeah. Norley acts as the muscle for Doctor Blake the rest of the film, and he's played by George Buza. Who uh, I and well, you guys, any nerds that uh, watch cartoons in the 90s on Saturday mornings would know as the voice of Beast from the X-Men. I, I wrote down that uh, he looks like a pro wrestling porn star, and I affectionately oh, yeah. called him Don Jeremy for the rest of my notes. <laughs> that outrolled uh, it. Yeah. That's cool. I have him written down as push broom goatee. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's rocking uh. that shit. I was I I actually got really excited when I found out he was Beast from X Men because like wow I watched that cartoon a lot I know you love that cartoon don't you Hogan Yeah that cartoon is great good one The first like season at least is fucking Loctite but he was in uh, two other shows neither of which I've seen one seems really cool the other one not so they made the Honey I Shrunk the Kids television show which he was in he played Rick Moranis (laughs) Yeah (laughs) (laughs) but then there was this other show called Maniac Mansion which I've never seen it was a Maniac Mansion rules it was a video game on Nintendo and I had it for the Commodore 64 that's great 
Well, at it some says point, it's a, click it's, adventure. It said it was a sitcom on his on his page, as what but, I guess it's amiable mad scientist who moves uh, his family into a home inhabited by a sentient meteor. Yeah, oh. that sounds like the game, right? Yeah, the and game is never heard. You never played Manic Mansion, the game? No. Dude, that uh, if you saw Nintendo, that's worth getting a card of. It's kind of like the game they're playing in Big, where it's like a you make commands. And yeah, make it, you choose. It's a choose your yeah, own adventure. It's Nintendo a point game. click game. It, okay, the people that made it end up making a ton of games for Lucas Arts, like all those like Sam and Max hit the road and those kind of point and click adventures. It's pretty fun. If you have the original Nintendo cart, you can put a gerbil in the microwave and nuke it. And then Nintendo realized that, and they're like, "That's against the Nintendo seal quality, Nintendo code." You know, because it's pre like ratings on games. Yeah. So they the second issue of the cart, you couldn't do that. So they also removed the word lust from the back of the box. Oh. It said uh, something like a strange case of like murder, lust, and greed or something. <sighs> and they changed lust with like I don't know something else. I don't even remember. But I actually I sold my Commodore sixty four copy to some dude in France for like two hundred dollars because oh, nice. it still said lust on yeah. the back, and it probably had the. You know the the gerbil microwave. Thing, so. <laughs> that game is super fun. Uh, you guys left out probably the best thing he did though. He was in Meatballs Part Three. <laughs> yeah, I mean Meatballs Two is better than Three, but yeah, <laughs> I was being sarcastic. There's also a weird interaction that he has like when he first get, when Jim first gets to uh, PRI, where he goes up to the security oh, guard yeah. who's immediately a dick to him. He's immediately a dick back. They have a weird, and he's like. Is it this way? And he goes, no, it's that way. The crazies are that way. And follow the white line. And there's just this like crudely taped white line <laughs> on the carpet, which if it wasn't there, was a huge pain in the ass to get off, I'm sure. <laughs> I just remember thinking about like this, that getting worked in there. <laughs> that tape. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, say no. This is the, uh, the guy that's like, oh, you jackass and like happy humor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he's the star in this, in Maniac Mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's because he's also he's the the Weir's dad on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, that's Is right. He? Yeah, he's like you know how Jimmy Hendrix, you know how Jimmy Hendrix choked on his vomit and now he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he's great in that. That guy's always in trouble when he pops up and stuff. And that's when the bunks, books and blonde show. Oh bomb, yeah, yeah, blonde bombshell. Yes, Vivian. So yeah, Jim him. gets in a room and a, a nurse or a doctor named Vivian comes in to check him out. Uh, and we see the room has a two-way mirror. And the next room is our boy, Doctor Blake, and his oily muscle, uh, Don Jeremy, Don as, Jeremy yep. as Nate calls him, aka Verna, aka the Beast, uh, and the Brain, which is still in its weird green petri dish. Um, and but there's a this bunch is of... where the shots, it actually starts to look like a brain. Like, yes. It's an aerial shot. You can see the two sides and everything. And there's a bunch of like classic mad scientist gear in this room. Like... Oh, it looks like old Star Trek where yeah. Yeah, it's just like a clear <laughs> tube that lights up green and it's cut off at an angle and it blinks. What <laughs> the <laughs> fuck <laughs> is that for? Oh, man. And like the doctor checking Jim out, uh, Vivian, she attaches like just some stuff to him. We see a computer it says ready to receive brain transmission. It's like, because that's exactly how that tech works back then, you know? Yeah. Uh, and she tells him Dr. Blake will be in the room shortly. And as she leaves the room, Jim checks her out a bit because, you know, he's a smart guy and he's, you know. And his reaction not, is like, <laughs> not getting from kind his, of a. He's still trouble. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then. And then Dr. Blake enters the room and shows Jim a video of Vivian holding an apple. And Blake asks Jim, what do you see? To which he responds, an apple. And Blake says, no, it's a baseball. <laughs> 
And it goes back and forth like that for a bit. And it feels like, uncomfortable dude, even I think I know what I fucking it. see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like there's a like there's the moment where the apple contrasts to a baseball and he goes and like he's like you can see he's a great actor yeah and he goes wait oh, oh, oh no he really still becomes an apple. the character <laughs> that's probably the moment he most becomes the character a genius then, a genius you might even say the apple becomes a character <laughs> in the movie uh and then uh we we keep as this is going on the back and forth there. Uh, we see a computer monitor that's saying, like, transmitting, rejected, hypnotic brainwave rejected, and then it's, like, hallucination likely. And this is where a lot of VHS tapes just stop working because some 13-year-old <laughs> kid yeah. was rewinding and fast-forwarding this next scene over and over, and yeah, uh, he was taking it to task. Yes. Well, Dr. Blake signals through the window, like, to Verna. Mine definitely fluttered a little bit, <laughs> like, straight up. Just saying. Nate's had this copy since he was Stop. 13. No, no, Someone else did it. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me, man. I was never 13. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I skipped that year. Uh, so, yeah, he signals through the two-way mirror to Don Jeremy uh, Verna, and they start just twilling some knobs on these goofy uh, computer props. And then we see uh, the, on the monitor, Jim's looking at, Vivian's top just, like, vanishes, and he says, or all, this, all these next lines. What do you see so now? Funny. He goes... Now, this is my kind of therapy. What do you see? There's two of them. Two apples? Nope. They're not apples. They're round. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely round. Oh, uh, man. And the monitor reads, readout says, hallucination. Then the topless Vivian walks out of the TV. In this moment, like, this part kind of gave me like Videodrome vibes a little bit. Yeah. It's An it's another flashing, Canadian film. Flashing back and forth with the footage of the brain. Yeah. Who's the one like projecting that though? Like I find it confusing. Like is he is he thinking it? I think the, <laughs> is the brain, brain is projecting, projecting it into him. Okay. Well, I thought it was because like... he's not being responsive. So I think the brain's getting pissed off. Right. <clears throat> he was like titties, kid. Say something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at first, it, like he's. I think he's supposed to see a baseball and doesn't. So he's like not. He doesn't understand why he's not reacting. So then he immediately jumps to the hallucination to try to push right. him into it but then it to goes the too most far. extreme thing it can possibly think of. yeah jim gets freaked the fuck out from this too and he you know something isn't right so he tells dr blake that he is enough guinea pig and he storms out um dr blake returns to the room where uh, the brain and verna and vivian are uh i'm sorry i'm gonna keep saying verna but don jeremy and uh verna comments Donnie, baby <laughs> and verna comments the brain is growing a tail uh which Dr. Blake's me like, it's a brain. It's a spinal it's a cord. Spinal yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, the three get into a bit of an argument because <clears throat> Vivian's concerned. The brain is trying to control them. And, and she's she... also concerned about the eight deaths that have already been caused by the brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She, those began. Some, we, did, we began the TV transmissions. Eight was one too many. Yeah. The and first seven were okay. <laughs> and when she starts threatening him, I'm just like, in this, anytime this is in a movie, I'm like, why don't you call him and threaten him later? Why are you <laughs> threatening? Like, him right here in a room where no one knows where you are, really, but next to this creature. Right. That obviously has a vested interest in staying alive. I still feel like the creature looks very testicular at this point. It does. It looks less like a brain. Bro, yeah. if that's what your scrot looks like, you need to go to the doctor immediately. <laughs> yeah. Does your scrotum have a spinal column? I mean, that's it his might. dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Does this look normal to you guys? <laughs> it's it's oh, green man. and... <laughs> There's been eight deaths since Hogan got his penis out. <laughs> yeah. And this is when the giant scrotum lunges. Well, well yeah. Oh, she, so she's like, she says the resistance to the brain's hypnotic wavelengths, wave, wave, uh, 
length causes hallucinations. And Dr. Blake says she has no proof. And she threatens to go expose the whole experiment. That's when the brain jumps out of its train, eats her ass. And it's pretty cool. It is. And after it um, consumes her, that's when it grows a face. Yeah. This is like the cover of the movie that is very iconic. It's like that face just sort of like crudely grows out of the center of this brain. It's like a weird hairless monkey face. Yeah. Yeah, it totally (laughs) is. But this is like, this is a, you know, my favorite line in the movie is is here, though, when Dr. Blake smiles maniacally and he's like, food for thought, you know? Yeah, that's food for thought. Oh, yeah, that's what it says on the back of the box. That is, it's such <laughs> that's a good, food I mean, for thought. Him delivering that line is just great. You know, like, uh, we talked about that in the Rearm episode, how he's just like, you know, he could have been such a huge, successful horror actor if he wanted to pass away, you know? Yeah. Because, like, he became way more respected as Rammer, got more popular in VHS, and, like, it's one of those things like every moment he's in this movie is so good, but that like that's food for thought. Like that could have been that other people around that could be really bad or really cheesy, but he's like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Well, you the know? smile that follows it too is like incredibly sinister. Oh, it's just great, man. Very good. Uh, so I guess this is a good point to talk about the effects people in the film. Um, the note I made was the head. Of the effects was Danny White. Is that what you have as well, Hogan? Um, no, Mark Williams. Give me, give me the run on Mark Williams. Uh, so Mark Williams um, did almost, alien warrior. <laughs> did no, did almost all of the effects for this. Um, he also worked on some stuff that I've never heard of. Nate, have you ever heard of Pocket Ninjas? Because it sounds awesome. I've seen people post that tape. Um, okay. I'm not I was exactly a Pocket sure Ninja for a while when I was 13. But I, I feel like it's, it would be somewhere in the Asian <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> I was a good spectrum one. of like, maybe it was like an Americanized story that was originally big over in Asia somewhere. Right. Um, but no, he did. He worked on quite a few other movies. He worked on uh, Blue Monkey, Salem's Lot, The Fly, Ooh. The Abyss. Um, Blue Monkey, a.k.a. Insect. Yep. Yes. That's awesome. It's a great um, we just watched that. Andrew and I did. Actually. Nice. I just got Code Red put down Blu-ray recently. Oh, cool. It looks pretty good. It's a good transfer. A lot of blue. <laughs> Monkeys. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, he died pretty young at 38. Um, he got eaten by a scrotum-looking brain monster. He was uh, right before he died, though. Shortly before he died, he was named the uh, the head of effects at Full Moon. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you can blame Charles Band for that? Yep, Charles Band killed him. It's conspiracy. Yeah. The so the name I had that because I mean it's supposed to be look at effects man. There's so many different names. The person I saw that was the head of effects was Danny White who um, the notable things I had from them was they went on to work on Shape of Water, which, you know, won a Academy Award. Uh, Jumper, the Ugh. failed uh, film they thought was going to be a trilogy, starring the great actor who plays Anakin Skywalker, Hayden yep. Christensen. I just it, heard that mentioned the day that that, uh, what was it, the, her last name was Arius. She killed her. Jody Arius. Jody Arius. The day she killed her boyfriend, Travis, she went to this other dude's house and they watched Jumper. That was the movie they rented. They went to the video store and rented Jumper. That's an odd piece of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Only on the Fright Zone can you get trivia like that. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but the effects in this movie, um, there's something. (laughs) I I like them a lot. There's definitely some good ones for sure. I, I do think that, that that opening scene, they really went to town. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that, like Black Roses, that was done at the end. But, <laughs> like, <we need laughs> like somebody something. else. Yeah. Maybe that was the blue monkey guy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> all the other ones was that guy. You know? Uh, 
So Jim's driving home when suddenly his radio starts playing distorted sounds and his doors lock and yeah. the car speeds up. And uh, this is cool. I like these scenes in the movie a lot. I like So if we're talking about the effects, I like these scenes more. I like the hallucinatory sequences like this in the opening scene more than whenever they show the brain. Um, when they show the brain for me, I'm kind of like, but like these sequences yeah. where it's like <laughs> nightmarish and you know, <laughs> but like the tentacle burst through the fucking steering wheel yeah, and like cool. from, like it's cool. <clears throat> um, and we get those like brief flashes of the brain; they're kind of cool. But then they show those brief flashes of the brain like twenty more times, and I'm like, I get it. Yeah, you shot it in a room. <laughs> we just like fucking get it. Yeah, you know. Um, but that scene's cool and it's kind of freaky and again nightmare on Elm Streety to me. Uh, and See, it, I thought of those scenes as like. Well, that's what the brain normally does, and it normally works yeah, on most people, yeah, yeah. and it freaks them out into doing what he wants them to do, and he's trying it on him, and it's not really working. <laughs> so the continuity for that reason makes sense, but I get that it's overused. And then uh, it culminates him being fucking rolling that truck, um, and it blows up, raids, he crawls out of it. Yeah. I love that tentacle work, though. That's just done with that classic just reverse, you know, film. Like, sure. They just wrap it around him, and they're like, action! And they just pulled off him so they right. just rent reverse and, but it always works in movies like they do that a bunch of, like you know the original Evil Dead and stuff um, if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah that's what they say it's just good uh, and he flips that sick isn't it that his car that he flips yeah and that's a bummer whatever kind of car that was <laughs> <laughs> still trying to figure that out yeah but I, that's great and the only thing he can do after surviving this horrible car accident is the head to Jay's Dairy Freezing <laughs> Burger Bar, the Darren's girlfriend Janet works at, and their friend Willie, who has the amazing laugh, right? Wasn't Willie the man the best laugh ever? Yeah. Now, the burger bar thing made me go on this um, mental <laughs> offshoot. I had paused it, and I, I did some research about <laughs> who invented the burger bar, and uh, there used to be a place called the Burger Chef. That, what? There was a place called the Burger Chef. I remember Burger Chef. And they had 1,200 locations in the United States. Of course, this isn't filmed in the United States, so this place, which is like Jay's Burger Bar, is different. <laughs> but it would have been sweet because they actually they give you your burger, and then they have a salad bar, and you can build it up as big as you want with all the veggies all and the shit. All the fixings. Uh, most notably, they are the first place that served hamburgers that ever gave kids toys as a reward for getting a meal there. They also were the first whoa, whoa, burger hold place, hold on, that had mascots that had an, an alternate world that they had created. But their world... We're talking about Burger Chef still? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. And they had Jeff the Burgerini, who was a magician. <laughs> they had Count Fanburger, Ooh. who was a vampire. Nice. They had Burgerilla, which was a gorilla. <laughs> and then there was Cackleburger, and it was a witch. I love and this. It's super cool. They were a huge competitor for McDonald's, but then McDonald's, when they saw them doing the toys, they stole the idea for the Happy Meal, and then the Happy Meal is what ran Burger Chef out of business, and they sold to Hardee's, wow. and then Hardee's just kind of like disbanded it and used all their locations to create more Hardee's. Which then Carl Jr. Starburger came around and they bought Hardee's, but just kept the Hardee's name in the Midwest. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, but it's Carl's Jr. everywhere But else. it is Carl Jr. And I think they should have changed the name because at least me growing up, Hardee's was always the worst burger joint to me. Really? I, I like their breakfast. But oh, I mean, yeah. Like, Those raisin biscuits? Oh, dude, the raisin biscuits. But they when still kid... make their biscuits in-house from scratch. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I still uh, have all my Days of Thunders cars. Yeah. Those all came from there. I have my Apollo 13 Pog rocket ship nice. from Hardee's. 
It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. If you guys want to throw down some slammers. Yeah. I play if you want to lose though. some pogs, yeah, keeps them. <laughs> going to get all your Simpsons pogs. Got, <laughs> the Simpsons pogs are great. Yeah. Uh, my favorite pogs were slugs. Do you remember? They're like the Garfield kids of pogs, but they're all okay. like holograms. Yep. Sure. It'd, be like, it'd be like a rabbit staying the highway. Then you turn it to another angle and it's like road killing guts everywhere. Oh, nice. It's like, these are sweet, man. There's always some gross out culture in most things that are cool. Hell yeah. And pogs were cool is what I'm saying there. <laughs> so yeah, that was enough on the burger tangent, but it was just, it made me it think great. like about that. I but, can't believe that McDonald's is evil enough to steal ideas from oh, a little guy like weird, Burger Chef. right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's weird that a uh, big company had to like fucking ruin other companies to be as big as they are. It's it's almost like that never happens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Willie. And when he goes in there, so Jim comes flying into this place. He's all, he's got like a, you know, he's a single tear of blood there. And, uh, where's Janet? He sounds crazy. Like when he's just describing, I don't understand in movies why no one can ever just say, like, what's actually happening. It's always fragmented. So they're like, and then she was topless. And then I saw a baseball. And then I, and it's like, okay, settle down, Jim. There was an apple. There was me while they were talking about that. What's going on? But dude, here's the thing nobody seems to give a shit. It's like, dude, this guy is bleeding from his fucking head. Well, they take him he to the He clearly has a concussion. His car just exploded. Yeah. Let's go put him in a room by himself. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're like, oh, cheer- somebody get Yo, out there's here. There's a bustle of cheerleaders yeah. out here. Can you guys come help out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need to get these burgers out. <laughs> They'll put on the toppings themselves. You know, Jay's dairy freeze treats aren't going to serve themselves, am I right? Well, he says, he's like, they did all this weird shit to me. And it's like, dude, they checked your heart rate and then made you watch, like, some weird avant-garde porno. That's all they did. (laughs) I also uh, tried to research to see if this place still existed. I couldn't find it. If if they do exist, they don't have a website. The Jay's burger freeze. Rest in peace, Jay's. Thanks for feeding all those cheerleaders. (laughs) Uh, and so the so yeah, so Willie and Janet go back to work and just leave poor concussed Jim the prankster in the back storage room. And but a, first, a cop when Debbie oh. is like, "Hey, we got work to do." They're like, shut up, Debbie. <laughs> and then she goes to leave, and she's like, "I'm off in ten minutes anyway." It's like maybe you could have just said, "I'll be back in ten minutes. I'll be right there, Debbie." You don't have to fucking yell at Debbie. <laughs> Debbie didn't do anything. They're trying to do her job. Debbie's being pretty cool at your land. Your 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 boyfriend bleed all over all yeah. the shit in the storage room. Shows yeah. your crazy boyfriend show up and talk about like topless baseballs. <laughs> Fucking get him, get the net. But like then uh you know the cop shows up at the diner and he's looking for Jim and they're like why would Jim be here and they cut the storage room and Jim's like hallucinating. There's like I followed a trail of blood yeah for the last half yeah. mile yeah there's like uh. Speaking of blood, blood just spraying out of shit in the storage room. Yeah. There's, like, there's also snow on the ground, so like it'd be pretty easy to follow the tracks right. to that place. <laughs> he could have just said that. The coffee pots in the back, which I thought those things, like when you see them in piles like that, I've only worked in restaurants in the back so much. I, I waited tables quite a bit, but um, when I worked in kitchens, I thought those would be the empty ones, but it appears at first that there's like coffee gurgling out of it or something, but then it looks sort of red. I don't know what it looked like on the Blu-ray. It's but blood. The, there's blood spraying blood. out on of the these tape. It things. looked like it could be coffee. Yeah, which I guess if it's gross uh, coffee, it might be kind of reddish yeah. brown. It's like weak old coffee. But you like, don't want he, that shit on your shoes. Yeah. It'll stain. He's just screaming back there and shit, and the cops like. What's that noise? And Willie's like, oh, it's the new storage clerk. They're real clumsy or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then a tentacle shoots out. And there's like a little like, 
I don't know if you caught that, but there was just like a a sweet guitar wail, which I wish happened more. But the soundtrack su- is great. I had subtitles on, and uh, it has the music as troubled rock music. <laughs> yes, it's troubled. The guitar wails. Then it has. Uh, it, this is the first time, besides the beginning with the mom dying, where it shows Jim just freaking the fuck out and he's like ghost fighting the air <laughs> oh yeah because he and bursts out of the storage room. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's when he knocks the snowman over and he jumps on the counter and he's just like shadow boxing nothing and they're all just like jim jim what's wrong and well like there's the tentacle in the lemonade him. he's like ah he's like punching inside yeah. the lemonade and then it cuts to like jim cam and it shows that he sees this full-on hallucination so i think other than seeing the word hallucination whatever this is where we really like Realize that like oh. they're completely confused. <laughs> this is where Tom Bresden actually shows his true acting prowess. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, he's like he's uh, he's almost like breakdancing across the <laughs> right? across the top of the salad bar or whatever it is. That's all his audition was. Was he just went in the room, didn't read a line, just started fucking ghost finding like it's perfect. <laughs> That's actually why the place closed. Is they were not taking into account the damage that Jim was going to cause while he Ed was Hunt there, and they Jay's couldn't afford under. to come back from it. <laughs> Like, they couldn't afford another uh, lemonade bowl. And he's, like, smashing the lamp that's hanging from the ceiling and stuff. It's, like, one of those, like, stained glass ones. Like, dude, settle down. You're breaking the whole fucking joint up. I think We didn't agree to this when he yeah. said he could film here. Yeah. This, I like this moment a lot when, um, so the cops, obviously, like, Officer Marks or whatever. He's yeah, like, he probably thinks he's on drugs. He's going to fuck. He's like, this guy's been eating goofballs again, you know? Yeah. Fucking pranksters. Right. Uh, he's like, you. Pr- this is one prank you've gone too far this time, buddy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, but you've pranked your last prank, <laughs> prankster. <laughs> uh, but they're cuffing him. But like right, right here is when Verna, a.k.a. Don Jeremy, pulls up in his white Lincoln, yeah. gets out in his all-white nurse garb, Strolls in there and just injects him up. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? Who are you? He just goes, I'm Nurse Varna from PRI. He just needs a little more treatment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, and this haul him out, like, because that's how it works. You don't have to show any credit. You just walk and just inject people and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that's, that was also another part where it's like the cop helps him get him into the car. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so they're on the same team. Oh, he also, after he injects him, he slings Jim over his shoulder and just... <laughs> like, what did you inject him with? And he just won't say. I just like that he just throws him over his shoulder. Like, that's just super professional. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's pretty good. Then it cuts to Jim waking up in a locked room. Oh, yeah, the white room at PRI. Yeah. Uh, and the weird patient ran to earlier comes into the room. Well, first there, a knife comes jolting oh, into the door, and yeah. it's like wiggling to break in, and it's kind of like, well, what the fuck's going it's on here? It's the poor but man's he, Suspiria. Where did he <laughs> yeah. get this fucking knife, too? Like, what kind of hospital is this? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of hospital. They're carving a lot of turkeys there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to have another turkey reference. I'm obviously thinking about something. <laughs> Those dino nuggets. Those are uh, good. But yeah, that crazy guy. And he comes in and he says, uh, I'm, I'll, we'll trade places. You go out, I'll stay in. They'll never find me in here. <laughs> Why wouldn't they find you in there? Because they're going to come looking for Jim at some point. Yeah, but they're you probably going to check rooms. It's, and this is the last we see of that character, which seems like he would maybe have more to do with the movie just based on the things he said that come to play later. And Yeah. Know. You know what I mean? Sure. But. Uh, but yeah, so then we cut to Janet and Willie, who they were, they arrive at PRI in a Willie's truck, and they uh, 
break in through a hatch to the boiler room. I love the boiler room is just like a poorly placed decal. You can like see where the right. sticker's peeling. Like, on the inside door, too, it says boiler room really <laughs> oh, big. There's Casey also, forgot where they were cutting There's in. a third one, too, that says boiler room this way. Oh, <laughs> like, really? There's three fucking one. signs. <laughs> the boiler room's a hot spot in this place. Literally, Apparently, when you're wow. breaking into, uh, you know, like a, a medical facility also, it's best to usually do it in broad daylight in a neon blue windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> So Jim's sneaking out of PRI at this point since the other, you know, patient uh, snuck in for him. And he happens on Blake and Varna talking with the brain, discussing how soon they'll have a larger audience for the brain to control. And uh, the brain, like, just kind of like, like That's turns probably and the looks best the crack. Face looks- shot of the brain scene. Yeah. When, like. It looks over at him, but if it had all the brain power that it seems to, it would have known he was there before that, but yeah. it was still a cool shot. It's cool. It's spooky. It's a spooky moment. And uh, so, it, of course, he looks and they're like, get him. And then it's like, then the chase ensues. And uh, it, uh, running scene number one. Dude. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, we'll call it the hallway running scene. <laughs> well, I love because it. it's the first hallway. We'll call it the first hallway it. running scene. It's it's before all the stairs. <laughs> well, Varna's running, and he's got a gun all of a sudden. And then the the cranky security guard that you mentioned earlier, who tells him like the crazies go that way. Yeah, he's there too, and he's got a gun. And they're both apparently the worst shots ever because it's not like he's hiding behind cover or anything. They're just walking down fly stairs down like on, yeah, <laughs> right. And they're just opening fire on an unarmed man, which never looks good no matter what they did. Like, even if he was a serial killer, you can't legally right. open fire on an unarmed person. But the, but in all fairness, the movie is supposed to be in America, so. Right. I guess it is more accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't take that into account. In Canada, maybe. <laughs> they, maybe they don't just shoot unarmed people in the back in Canada. <laughs> the Mounties have a little bit. Eh? <laughs> Oh, turn around. Oh, there you are. Yeah, hey there. Sorry there, Mr. <laughs> for the inconvenience, but uh, hey, there. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. That's not, was that even a good Canadian Not accent? really, but it's okay. <laughs> you'll, know, you'll know that when you hear this later, and you can just <laughs> chop it and do it. So like Jim happens ones. to end up in the boiler room as well and runs into his pals Janet and Willie, and Willie then almost immediately gets eaten by the brain that just pops out of a random like closet. Yeah, he doesn't make it. He, like, he basically <laughs> should have stayed at work. If only we could have heard his laugh one last time. Which the brain at this point, I feel like we need to say this, is it's at bigger. least the size of like a Volkswagen. And I think that that is the pick that's on the back. I think those are his legs. Yeah. On the back of the box. If it's not his legs. Oh, no, legs, those are Varna's. Oh, yeah, because he's got the, the maid. Or the maid Spoiler alert. <laughs> the nurse pants on. That's the word I was looking I for. I wish he, that man was dressed as a maid in this movie. Oh, yeah. We went to the next level. I feel like this, like, Willie's death is actually pretty good. This is, like, one of the more effective uses of the brain itself. It is, yeah. It just swallows him up. Yeah. Um. The, the, you see why they did it more than once. Yeah. They're like, this works. Yeah. <laughs> and the actress that plays uh, Janet, that's uh, the actress Cynthia, um, she said that that was the most fun they had to make the movie was that scene. They said like everyone on set was just laughing their ass off that whole day shooting that. So nice. I've got a really terrible drawing of what this thing was going to look like initially. It was going to have legs... Oh no! This would have been one person, and this would have been the second person. Oh no! And it was supposed to walk around the corner. Hogan, show this thing. Take that's that's how I got put this one online so our listeners can see. I'm really glad they didn't do that because then we wouldn't be doing this now. uh, I need to know, Hogan. Is this so? 
If you drew this, are yes, you trying I to tell us that you were, part of, you were part of designing this film then? Or, <laughs> yeah. Tell, or, so where did you learn this? I'm curious about this thing. Uh, I found this in an article. Um, I think I even, I might have even saved the picture. Well, I don't need the exact source, but I mean, I was just curious. Uh, like, it's like they uh, originally. Like, I found I found it with an interview with one, gonna, of the, like, grow one of the producers and stuff. Yeah, it was going to cool. have legs. I saved one of the pictures when I find it all. You can see I'll when it's shuffling it. around, it's definitely like a dude. It's like thing, just being you know? pushed on a cart. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I think there's a person in there. I'm pretty I, sure. I know at the end when it's in its Gigantic, final stage, yeah. there's three people inside of it just operating stuff. Oh, nice. And it's like staying on like a, what do you call those? A, it's not, a dolly? It's not a yeah, dolly. And, some, and there's other people just pushing it. Oh, whoa. Sorry. Your drawing is probably better than whatever you're going to show. Well, drawing is definitely. It is. It's oh whoa! They actually sculpted it. Wow! You can see it if you watch it. You can like you can see the the way that they the way that they frame the shots. Like you just cut it out. That's actually pretty cool looking though. That looks like something from Doom. Looks like a Doom Doom or Doom Doom. Oh okay. The the it could be Doom also. It never rains on Arrakis. I gotta take a break. I gotta pee. Oh okay. He's got to go to the bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I wish I had more dino nuggets. You do. You do. There's a lot. There's, she only made like half. Should we make more? Well, it's up to you, man. We can make some more, more. Make some more. I'd eat more of them, probably. They're just sitting there? Just leave them out. They'll be easier to cook. Then <sighs> you can just do them in the regular toaster. What the fuck's around the toaster? I thought you were supposed to make dino it's nuggets. like one in there. left in there. <laughs> You're always leaving dino nuggets <laughs> in the toaster, Greg. <laughs> dance magic, dance magic. Do. I was playing that for my kids. They are getting into the labyrinth, and I actually have the labyrinth CD. So I was playing some songs off of that. And they also really like the opening track on the Kickboxer soundtrack. That like, living on the streets as I am. I don't know how into kickboxer you are but wait it's a Van good Damme's song. kickboxer yeah there is no other one <laughs> i was like i was like i was like because i was ch- looking at my phone jill's jill's at this party and sent a funny text to me um was it about kickboxer in any way no but i was reading that and then i was like and i was immediately half listening to you because i was reading at the same time and i was like is nate saying his kids are getting into kickboxing so oh, that's why yeah, I had to clear yeah, like, yeah. like the Van Damme yeah, movie yeah. or like the activity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My kids have just been like fucking going around the house just kickboxing through walls and shit. I bet they would. But that's wild and crazy stuff. Or some weird and wacky stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome back to the Fright Zone. <laughs> Brian Hogan has now expelled his urine. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. It's not me. <laughs> the only not Susan voice on there. Who would it be? Who could it be now? Took him in there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally dumb. You're, um, I'm, I'm tone blind, baby. I haven't whistled in over the whole pandemic, so yeah, it's a little rusty there. Uh, My whistle wasn't wet. So I like as Willie's being. Eaten. Jant and Jim just kind of stand there and watch for a second, and then they run for it. And they get in Willie's truck, and uh, they realize Willie had the keys. And yeah. Jim's me like, "Oh, you've got like one in the glove box or whatever he says." Right. You know, and they just pull out and they, you know, speed off. Braithers speed off. The 
it's it's like the fastest varnish probably ever moved in his life. When it's like he's just like yeah. he's coming up on that truck like the T one thousand. He's know? definitely dude. I wrote that down. <laughs> you wrote down T one thousand. Nice. Well, he's yeah. one of those dudes. I think once like it's set in motion, it's gonna take a lot to slow him down. <laughs> sure, like a tr- like a Mack truck. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. There's two brakes on that. But then they pause, so he just shoots at the truck a bunch and again misses them. Uh. And Open of course, fire is their technique. Speeding, yeah, they're speeding down the road, and then uh, Officer Marks pulls them over. And they're like, Officer Marks, thank God you're here. There's this monster up at PRI, and you know, it's killing people, and blah, blah, and Well, course, she says we need to t- stop and tell them, right? He's like, fuck that. They're, there's no way, but they <laughs> yeah. stop anyway. Officer Marks isn't buying it all. He cuffs them immediately. Uh, and then, and then our, our guy, uh, Varna, a.k.a. Don Jeremy, pulls up, and the officer is just, of course, like, Oh, I got him cuffed up for you. And, and here just, you go. And Vard pulls out an axe and just immediately kills the officer, which is like... Well, he doesn't just kill him. He he first sends it into his side and then decapitates <laughs> yeah. him. You see the head fly off. Which, like, despite being in, dressed in all fucking white, there's not a single drop of blood on him <laughs> at all. Yeah. He's been he's done it before. That's not his first he's decapitation. A pro, dude. <laughs> I mean, where'd that fire axe come from? This is only one of two times in the movie where I didn't realize how easy it is for our heads to come off. Yeah. He, just one swing of the arm. I've had Scotch guard on his clothes too. <laughs> sure, sure. So it just rolls off. <laughs> yeah. Um And so they start running away, obviously. That's oh, yeah, like when you woods. see a cop get decapitated by somebody, you just start running. Um and they're headed up the hill, and they're just about to get him, but somehow Jim just finds this random big-ass rock well and, wha- and, and whacks Don Jeremy over the head with it, where he goes tumbling down. They get just a certain distance away, and you see another cop car pull up. So there is another police officer in this town, other Which, than this Mark's character, but I like, he yells he, down to the cop. They're like, those crazy kids. They decapitated him. <laughs> he's holding the bloody axe. Yeah, he's holding. Uh, I got the weapon. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Everything's fine. I started the hunt. <laughs> See, if you want to have that Scotch guard, they would have seen the blood on him. They wouldn't have bought that. Yeah. And this is when, like, they're obviously heading into a neighborhood, and it cuts to a lady sitting in her living room watching the independent thinkers program or independent thinking program and what the independent thinking program is telling her is that she needs to get her husband to watch the program if he wants any of this yeah. he needs to get down be assertive if he, if he needs wants to get down with this he needs to get down with the show so and then we she see her husband goes and we find outside. out it's mr woods the principal yes yeah and he's outside just sawing logs. Like, <laughs> What's well, weird? He's like sucking down Heineken's, but he's also like he's chopping wood while also on a wooden deck building a pergola or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Some sort of like back rear structure. And she goes up and I mean, he kicks ass. Cause <laughs> like, can you imagine if there was a shit ass show like this and your wife was coming out and being like no, honey, you need to stop doing this actual project and come in and watch this terrible fucking show. And he's like, nah, not interested. She's begging. He's just like, 
I'm not gonna do it. He's like swigging his beer each time. I was just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like that's how you do that. You don't watch the crazy Doctor Blake show. He's per- he's fairly ply about though. He's like he's like oh, I'm not interested. That's okay. You go you go ahead. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep working on this out here for us, you know. But regardless of his ability to keep his head out of the clouds, it still backfires on him because his wife decides it's time for her homeboy to go. She picks up the chainsaw and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa hey!" Are you just kidding there? Like when they actually turn the chainsaw on is when you know they're not kidding and you do some sort of action roll to get out of the like right. the victim's place. I don't know, <laughs> you must have had a lot of high Also, I don't know if you've ever used an electric chainsaw, but they gum up pretty quickly. Yeah. Like the and they're corded. She, yeah. You get running and she's not gonna be able to follow you. Yeah. Also, apparently it's really easy to kill somebody with the police fifty yards away from you and not be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think cause that doesn't that draw their attention, that's why they end up running off. Right. And or something. Yeah, they start running. But she's like, they killed my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Adding another fake, or not a fake death, but a, a death that they had nothing to do with to their, their body count. So now, if the cops weren't already opening fire on them and chasing them down hallways, they're about to. And, uh, and yeah, Jim Jant then, uh, go break into the school, which he has keys to the school. And he says something like, I got him in shop class. No, he said it was last year's shop project. Oh, yeah. Cause he's a genius. He was able to make perfect keys yeah there was one other scene that bothered me i, I completely left out of this last scene it's when they're standing on the side of the house when this is going down and the cops can could see them i don't know how they're not seeing yeah. them standing there and jim keeps saying get down get down but neither of them are getting down they're both standing what is he talking about by saying is well just- even if they did it's not like they're hiding in the bushes they'd just be closer yeah. to the grass yeah yeah they'd still be visible and right there when if, if she didn't understand it he could have shown her yeah but he's not by getting down himself it's like it like, said get down like the- this it looks like he's holding her so he's like get down she's like you're fucking holding me bro yeah yeah it's like <laughs> It's almost like it said get down in the script and he just said it, but they decided not to do the activity of getting down. Sorry. The, it's because he and the director are getting along, right? So he, the director's like, could you actually get down there? He's like, he's fuck, like you, fuck you, yeah. He's like, whoa. <laughs> not for you or anybody. <laughs> oh, man. And it uh, cuts, cuts him right in the middle with that chainsaw, too, but <laughs> they're on the run. Uh, yeah, when they get, so when they get in school with his shop class keys... Um, Jan wants to call her dad immediately, and Jim's like, "You can't call him. We can't trust anyone." Jim's watched the X Files; he knows trust no one. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he also says, "Didn't you say your dad likes that show? Yeah, that he watches that show." And guess what? She does. He goes off to <laughs> Is look it for really that surprise. Yeah, because yeah. well, he he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go get some to cut these handcuffs off because they they're still cuffed from this whole this whole time." Which, by the way, how the fuck does he cut these handcuffs off with that giant? Mm. Like bolt cutter. I don't know. He has real like crazy strong thumbs. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And come on, guys, Jim, take off that filthy fucking sweater. <laughs> it is. A, it's a white sweater, and it is absolutely filthy. And he insists on wearing it. He's clearly wearing an undershirt of some kind that's a dark color. Just slide out of it, bro. It won't you look show disgusting. Dirty. You look like a dirty roll of toilet paper. But so while he's looking for the cutters, she does call her dad. Uh, then he comes back. He cuts the cuffs off, and then she tells him, "I think I'm finally ready." Yeah, which but this is not the time. And I like they. It is great they do in the science room, the biology room, or whatever, <laughs> which is. And she yeah. has no real way of knowing whether or not he is or isn't crazy because she hasn't actually seen any of this stuff. She's she, she saw, did see Varna cut a guy's head off. She saw him cut a guy's head off, and she did see the dude or the dude's wife cut him. Oh, well, they half. saw the brain eat Willie. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. So she did see the brain. That's right. Okay, sorry. I forgot that she saw the brain. But I was gonna say like, she could still think he's. I forgot a, about two or like like a schizophrenic or like some sort of crazy person. You're like, all right, like let's have some like no condom sex real quick here in the science. I want one of those crazy. Ba- she wanted one of those real smart prankster babies. Yeah, is what she really wanted. And I wanted to say that they decided to use the science lab as an F shack. Yes. <laughs> Was that a reference, a reference to the My Bloody Valentine yeah, 3D? Yeah. The sex shack out in the woods? Yeah, we called it the F shack quite a bit. I thought it'd be fun to bring it back around. Uh, um, so after they bone. Uh, no pun intended take... as it's panning to the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> which he did take off the dirty sweater to have sex at least. Yeah. I mean, he was respectful That's, in that regard. Yeah, Does right. he put it back on? I can't remember. Oh, he has oh, all yeah. he sneaks in the PRI at the he's end. Got, he <laughs> puts that thing back on. <laughs> which I like when he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going in here. Hopefully no one recognizes me. He's just all disheveled, dirt stains over his cashmere yeah, sweater. Yeah, you're trying to blend in, dude. It's like you're... There's got to be someone that has a locker in that place. You can, <laughs> If you can break police handcuffs off, you can break into a locker. Find a fucking worker's jacket or something. <laughs> so uh, we cut back to PRI and the brain's watching the two sleep post post bone session. It looks like does it come through some screen or does it come through the skeleton? The way that scene it is comes yeah. through the skeleton, which makes zero fucking sense yeah. because the skeleton has no brain in it whatsoever. Right. What's well, a hallucination? Uh, cause then but he's goes, not awake, so who's yeah. hallucinating or at he's, us? Yeah, or he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Is this movie even real, man? <laughs> and then he wakes up from you know from this little brain attack, and Janet's gone. So he goes looking for her and finds her in the library, watching independent thinking. And now she's brainwashed and hypnotized, and she's like, Jim, you're a murderer. Stay away from me. Like, why the fuck was she watching that? She I mean, wanted to know what they had to say about her boyfriend. Like you know? she, maybe she turned the news on and that just came on or something. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like everything you've learned up to this point is that the brainwashing that's going on that's resulting in murder from your friend Becky that we barely met. <laughs> we only knew her briefly, but she's dead. And all these, Press and then your Becky. friend that you worked with, like Captain Red Necktie. Willie? They, we oh, forgot Willie? to mention that they all have neckerchiefs that are just red. Oh, Can you yeah. imagine getting paid five twenty-five an hour and you have to wear that thing? <laughs> What, how humiliating. Um, but they're all dead because of the guy on the TV. So you go watch TV and you called your dad. Anyway, she's she's screwing him over left and right. And this is about the point the cops arrive and they just open fire on Jim. Once again, Jim is real good at dodging bullets. He's like, he's from the Matrix. Well, he shit. knows to use the stairs. Yes. That's how you dodge bullets. <laughs> Did anybody notice that the fire alarm was going off for exactly two and a half minutes? I had to turn <laughs> the sequence? volume almost all the way down. Oh, my God. Because I had it going through my stereo. And it was just like, <laughs> fuck. My dogs were like, dude, yeah. are you seriously still is the watching house on whatever right now? Usually it's one of those where, like, you know, as soon as they go in another room, then, like, you know, the audio is, like, muted a little bit or something. Yeah. Like, no, this is two and a half fucking minutes. It reminded me of that scene in Road Games where they're at the junkyard and it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Stacy Keach talking and there's some sort of phone ringing but the phone that's ringing is so loud and annoying it's like you know just constantly and it's a couple minutes right. long where i'm just like dude can this scene not exist in the world like aren't we trying to like focus on their conversation in some fashion like, let's have the phone ring are oh, we don't have enough film so so he's being shot at in the school with the horrible fire alarm running off or going off. And he 
It says fucking annoying alarm. <laughs> I didn't note. time it. I should have timed it. Uh, thank idea. you for that statistic, Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> the first of the couple statistics you told you were going to give us. Okay. Or was that it? Was that No, I've statistic? got another one. Fuck, yeah. So, uh, he goes and steals a car, which I think is from shop class. Yeah, it looks like just like a little beater maybe they're using. Um, I put like... It could be like a student has their bullshit car in there they're working on, or like maybe it's just to like learn how to change parts well, out. Judging by what happens next, I'm pretty sure whatever student that is is also a genius like Jim because they've souped that fucker up because it can outrun cop cars. Yeah, pretty fast. <laughs> it kind of can, but it keeps cutting to him shaking like, "Come on, needs to go faster. Why <laughs> won't he go faster? I know you can't visually see what I'm doing, <laughs> but he's smart though, so he knows that's how you make a car go faster. Yeah, you wiggle. <laughs> And make a uh, pouty face. My note says, um, this car chase sucks. Dude. I, <laughs> it's too long and is not exciting. I feel not like they had this entire car chase in there just to pad the movie because they needed a few extra minutes. It's it's completely unnecessary and it goes nowhere. It, yeah. yeah, and it's like, it's really not exciting. It's like, yeah. we, did we need, we go back to P.R.I. Willie, P.R.I. Go back to, right. you know, like... They could have at least sped up the film to make it seem fast or something. It's just, it's like, wow. Well, the one thing I thought was weird about this, too, is like, okay. And then, so he, in order to it's just create a, death. a diversion, yeah. he drives the car off of the cliff. Well, he does right? the classic, like, he cram he finds a stick and crams it onto the gas pedal and sends it off a ledge. <laughs> right. So we have one car explosion in this classic movie. Classic prank. I feel <laughs> like he's full of them. I feel like the car explosion should have been when the car drove off the cliff and not when he just drove it into a ditch at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, he flipped the, the first car, though. Still. <laughs> yeah. Also, the thought I had is like, what if that was just some, like, I don't know, like, person of lesser means that goes to your school and they're like getting some free work done on their car you could, <laughs> couldn't you have just parked it maybe and they would have thought you got out you leave the door facing away but no you gotta blow it up cause you're prank master zero <laughs> there's bigger things at play here <laughs> god damn it gotcha you just got jimmed <laughs> <laughs> this part after this though so he starts like walking back to town right yeah the sun goes down and jim want and this is right. almost it's kind of pain like could, if we had to show that he faked his death couldn't we then just cut to him walking to pri Didn't need to see it we need right. nighttime scene of him walking through the city cautiously and everyone's like is that that fucking guy from tv yeah they showed the, two the brothers walk like, by hey, and man, it's like, <laughs> that's that fucking so he said oh you wrote it down uh it says like <laughs> Is that the? He looks like that psycho on the news. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just like, ah. Well, I think that guy's like, 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 yeah, the one who died. <laughs> oh, like they did? No, I didn't. I think there's like a sign like, like yeah. But it's like, if you read that it, he died in a car wreck, and a guy that looks exactly like him has a crummy, burnt up white sweater <laughs> on. <laughs> maybe that's actually him, and, and he, he didn't. Shifty as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's looking at you like he did something. <laughs> Because he's just walking around like eyeing people. It's like, dude, you don't know how to blend it's in. A, at all. It's a bizarre sequence I have in the movie. The car chase and I are definitely Hogan's right. Like, there, we need to pad this shit. Well, it's, I feel like they spent the entire movie too trying to convince us that this is a small town, you know, small town yeah. feel, small town cop. Yeah. And then they show like this huge Sprawling landscape, metropolis. like it's downtown Chicago. Uh, yeah. You know, There's so like liquor stores weird. and yeah. like all night diners and shit. <laughs> like small towns, especially back then, didn't have that stuff. So uh, then it cuts to the so yeah we Dr. eventually Blake. end up at PRI yeah and there's just a bunch of hypnotized folks like slowly walking into the building almost like zombies like it's kind of got like a body snatchers kind of thing going on which yeah. with the newsstand I don't know if you saw the headline on that newspaper 
uh, Majuleski murders four. <laughs> it's been 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the news cycle is quick there. <laughs> yeah. And there's still quite a few copies in that box. Yeah. So if they were going to do that, I feel like it should have been an extra that's like, like, like found dead in a, in a ravine right. in a car accident. Yeah. Like, like if you're going to do something like that, like then that would explain that why the like eight cops don't, yeah. don't even recognize the guy in the crummy sweater. Right. That, totally. That's like meets the description to a T, including his clothing. And then it cuts to Dr. Blake explaining to the brain that pretty soon they'll be hooked up to a satellite and they could reach anywhere from 10 to 20 million people. Yeah. That's a pretty big disparity. In tw- 10 to 20 million. That's 100% different. <laughs> and while that, and, <laughs> like, I mean, 100% incorrect. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, then he, he sneaks into uh, the building through the boiler room hatch again that Jan and Willie was breaking earlier. And because uh, they didn't make that hatch sealed up super fucking tight after yeah. they snuck in there before. Like those kids aren't coming back. Yeah, here. they'll never do that. Uh, oh, and this is when the brains then like tells them uh, that Jim's in the building, and they're like, you know, Blake sends Varner to go kill him. And oh, when he's in the he's building, like, they he won't pu- escape this time. And now, like, the computer reaction for the brain says, "Words are the tools of any fool." I want action, but it's all caps <laughs> with an exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty he's good. Yelling at him. And then he's like, he he sends uh you know old Don Jeremy again. He's like, this time don't fail me. Yeah, we get another scene of him running around with a gun. Right, <laughs> and then uh, oh. Jim finds the room full of the brainwashed people, which the first people he runs into are his own parents. Oh no! But Ra- he's got his ultimate disguise on, which are sunglasses. Aviators. <laughs> yeah. The mom's like, wait, I noticed that dirty sweater, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> right before that, though, is when he's in the boiler room and nude Vivian appears again. Oh, oh right. Yeah. He has some flashbacks to that and, and she's the friend like, getting. You have a dirty mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she tells him that he needs to surrender, and he's like, nope. Then he runs. You're never going to be strong enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I but that's when he runs scene. into his parents with with the amazing sunglasses. Yeah. disguise. and, and mom this- says, "It's my son." The murderer, <laughs> and that's what yeah. every and another body snatcher moment. Everyone just kind of does that turn. My son, mm. the psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and, she, yeah, she yells, "Get him!" Get <laughs> him! <laughs> and uh, Jim's chased through the building by security guard and Verna. Um, and he stumbles upon a room with Janet held captive, which has a bunch of torn bodies really for no cool reason. Shot. Yeah, it's like why? She's I, in a what appears like it's temperature like a wise to be a freezer. Yeah, yeah, and there's Dry like ice so there's like the a. Ass. Yeah, there's just like a fog on the bottom with like corpses jolting up out of it. And she's like, he's going to be back. He's going to eat me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Jim starts trying to break into the room to free her. But then the guard shows up and Jim poorly throws an axe at the guard. And Nate and I could have both thrown a bare axe in that. Yeah. Did you think that when you saw it now? It would have at least hurt him. It might not have stuck in him. But I thought, yeah, I thought about the axe throwing quite a bit. Me too. You know, I think I will anytime I see an axe from now on. Yeah. Followed followed by the security guard trying to shoot him from 10 feet away and missing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah again, like they're all yeah. so bad at shooting. It's wild, man. Just um, not part of I their think training. if you're controlled by the brain, you're just a horrible shot. Yeah. <laughs> the brain doesn't know how to shoot because he doesn't have hands. He doesn't know how to use a Your firearm. Your death reception's all fucked up. Like. <laughs> right. Like maybe the information that the brain is putting in your brain replaces the information that was in your brain. Well, the brain's like, I don't know how to use hands. I deal with it. Huh? Yeah. I'm Just doing the best I can here. I'm a brain. Kind of chuck it at him like you're doing it with a tentacle or something. If it would have been voiced by, if they would have had the slump voice, it would have been like, yeah, I don't know how to use hands. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Taking back to the original idea, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim runs off again after he just throws tosses the axe at him. I can't believe it. 
And they're in the by this point, the program is now being filmed. Oh, live before a studio audience, yeah. too. Yeah, breaking news that it's going to be going worldwide via satellite. Yes. yes. Oh, and they show the shot of like the satellite truck outside too. Like it's like a van with a satellite dish and a red lightning bolt yeah, on it. Which looks sweet. That's a uh, it's pretty cool. So you know it's going worldwide. And he uh, gives the audience the sob story about Jim and how he's alive, actually, and he's in the building. Uh, and then Jim shows up right then. He's like, well, here he is, Jim. We're here to help you. Yeah. And Jim uh, fucking pulls out some Kane Hodder, Jason Takes Manhattan bullshit right here. Yeah. One fucking punch to Blake's head. It goes flying. It's very bizarre. And he's just, <laughs> like, just made of goo. Yeah. yeah. There's like full of g- g- or black goo. Is it black? It's it green. Looked, okay, it's it like black green. on mine. Uh, it's it's like he really was an alien. So to take it all back to that guy in the very beginning. They first ran to Barry's like no one knows this, but Blake's an alien. Yeah, he knew. And then he let him out. That's why Saint Smith. That character should have had more to do with the movie because he's the one guy who actually somehow knew was going on. We see him those two times. It's like what happened to him? That car chase out and had he could have got back Barry earlier, and that guy could have helped him and died or, or something. Or even just when he came in the room. Yeah. He furthered the explanation of Blake. Yeah, I would have rather had... Yeah, you could pull out the car chase. I would have taken two more minutes of, uh, you know... Yeah, Emily fucking hates car chases, so <laughs> I notice them more now. Because um, <laughs> if they're in a movie, awesome. I was like, oh, God damn it. Like, she's going to tune out and not stay for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Who, how long is this car chase? But, you know, I... I like a good car chase. It seems... <laughs> like the movie The Chase. It, the whole thing's a chase, but it doesn't have to just be like... Fucking banjos going, and like, <laughs> fucking peel out. It's the and, Benny Hill theme. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I think of when I see a car chase. It's like white lightning. The car chase in Blues Brothers is pretty solid. Yeah, there's ones that are great. <laughs> French Connection. The end of Death Proof, the Tarantino movie. That yeah. whole fucking car chase thing at the end. The girl like on the hood, the stunt woman's like pretty fucking amazing. I'll need to rewatch that. I saw those once in the theater. We've talked about that on the show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and. uh <laughs> I was yeah, I was drunk as shit, so I don't remember <laughs> anything. And I just felt like it was like the weakest Tarantino thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, I think it would be better if it was first. It, it's weird to watch as a double feature. Like that after Planet Terror, it seems like a step backwards. Cause the Rodriguez movie is like super loud and fun and like it's a monster movie and there's gore and it's exciting. And the fall that up with just like an hour of Tarantino dialogue. Yeah. With a 20 minute payoff of a car chase. Right. It's the pacing's weird. If anything, they should have start that. It's like, oh, I'm watching a Tarantino movie. And it'd ramp up. Didn't they later release them independently? Yeah. You can buy on disc, they're independent. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, the idea of the ground was really fun. Yeah. The it's a cool idea. Cool. I wish they would have done more yeah. of that kind that of That movie, idea. Hobo with a Shotgun, was uh, supposed to be related to that in some capacity. Huh. Have you seen that? I watched about eight minutes of it and turned it off. I didn't like the way it felt. Really? Yeah. Check it out again sometime. Which one? I, just, Hobo Shotgun? I think oh, I just wasn't in the mood for it, and I knew that, and I didn't want my first viewing of it to be like I are. I'm going into it, not like. Oh it. yeah, no, totally. There, I mean, there's shows, there's movies, there's records like that. Like, like you have to be at the right place, right time. Like, there's been bands I'm into, and a new record comes out. I'm like, I'm not even buying that right now because I'm not in the mood for it yet. Yeah, you know, I'd rather wait till I'm like hyped. Sure. Yeah, I'll give it a revisit. I've always meant to. Um. But yeah, him punching the head off, really fun. Uh, Torso the, hits the floor and you, it gooshes out. It's good. And it's like you know, it's like it's like, oh yeah, you know, David Gale's just like, yeah, I can do the head thing for you, just like Rammer, if that's yeah. what you want me to do. Sure. No problem. And then Jim starts to like, you know, mansplain to everybody. <laughs> he's gonna sell that, it. That he's that like, what's going on? I mean, they're so 
brainwashed, I don't know how much of it would even get through. Well, that's why right? he tells them during the speech so they can understand what he's saying. He's like, just look at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, is that like his way of like, if you look at the TV, then the brainwashing is going to work for what I'm saying right now? Yeah, right. Is that like, because they are still kind of like, and they look at the TV and then they go. They'll yeah, smile it's like, like the apples must be. And baseballs all over yeah. again. But yeah. then it's like, but the, but if that's the implication, then wouldn't the brain be like, I'm not going to fucking let this guy brainwash that? Right. I don't know. Right. I don't understand the brain. But logic. he sells it by letting them know that he didn't kill anyone because he's just a high school student. And they all smile. But then Varn shows up and it's like, well, back to the chase. See you later. Going back up those stairs. You saw them go down before. This is where my Which is bullshit that Varn outlives Blake. So. I counted the ups and downs of flights of stairs. In the whole movie? In the whole movie. Oh, oh that's right. There was that staircase. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. So they go up the stairs a total of eight times. I feel like that's a lot for one movie. Yeah, it's a lot of stairs. would be good. Is they that kind of Becky going the up steps. the stairs too? What? Is that kind of Becky going upstairs to her room? Yes, I included that one. Excellent. Okay. They go down the steps, and these are separate shots, not just like, oh, somebody went down one flight, now we'll follow them going down the second one. These are completely separate shots. There are 28 shots what? of people going down the steps. Damn. It was so much. They knew that that was going to be Like, and just when I thought it was fucking over, you'd be like, oh, there they go again, yeah. going down more steps. <laughs> Did he just open a door, too? Oh, it's a stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> so while he's being chased by uh, Don Jeremy here, he goes back and frees Janet this time. Uh, then they end up in like a warehouse area. It's, and this it's is, the classic like box factory in yeah. any movie, but there aren't boxes. It's, but it's, it's that kind of vibe. Yeah, there's not a million empty boxes. Except of, in this uh, one, there's control. a huge as fuck brain. It's so big. <laughs> At this point, it's like ridiculous. Well, it's the size of the whole garage door because like they open a garage door like to presume like try to get out like yeah. a loading dock or something, and it's like <laughs> and yeah. rolls on in. This is once the three guys inside of it. And it's on a little dolly or whatever. And there's guys behind it just pushing it. Right. So imagine being like the three of us in the giant rubber brain. Like, keep wiggling those eyeballs around, man. Yeah. Wiggle them eyeballs. Make you them know? teeth jiggle, sir. <laughs> his and, tongue. It, and this is where uh, Don Jeremy meets his fate. Why does he, the brain eat him? I don't know. It's I like thought, he's the only guy trying to help you at this point, brain. I Your think, alien comrade's gone. You need the Don. Well, he wouldn't know how to work any of the stuff. Uh, I don't think he knows how to do much other than swing an axe, which he does well. We're not good. taking that away from him, but I think that he probably knows that at this point, what he needs to do is eat as many people as possible to get as big <laughs> as possible, because that's where the true power. Like if he could be as big as a house, maybe he could like last another couple days before the military comes in and it turns into a 1954 sci-fi movie. Which I would watch the brain too if it was just a giant brain like that. The you know yeah. It'd be a fun way to go. Slugging around town like an It Conquered the World kind of movie. My note for how, because you mentioned how big he is. My note says it's about the size of the boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. accurate. And it back to you, you mentioned Raiders of the Lost Ark when you were trying to weigh before, was before recording. You are trying to balance your copy of the Brain VHS against Hogan's to yeah. see which one was EP and which one I was think mine's SP. EP and his has a little more stank on it. But I don't know. It'd be hard to say. <laughs> it could be, but that that is blockbuster this you, is this what you watched when you watched it? Or did you watch your blue? I watched both of them. The blockbuster sticker could be adding the weight, though. That's true. It's a big ass <laughs> fucking sticker. It's huge. 
Oh man. You can like wallpaper your kitchen with that thing. So <laughs> So the brain the brain eats Varna and chases Jim Jay around the warehouse and they get cornered up against the wall. And this is the exciting conclusion here. And wouldn't you know it, there's a big thing of sodium sitting right there. It's not just a big thing. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, it's like the large salad dressing containers. It's gigantic. <laughs> there would be no reason to keep that much sodium in one location. Uh, so Jim throws it into the brain's mouth and kaboom, it explodes. Why does he spend like the first 30 seconds so stabbing it with a plastic bottle? He I didn't see the sodium tank there yet, buddy. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah, yeah. it's like the worst possible <laughs> weapon. Um, and there's there might have been some mustard coming out of it there too, like earlier. Yeah, they definitely went for a mustardy look on the blood for the creature. They must have just stolen a bunch of mustard from Jay's Burger Barn or whatever. I know what it was. The fake sodium jar was filled with honey mustard salad dressing, <laughs> and they used it up for that so that they could like open up the container to put the fake sodium in. That's exactly what happened. It had to be. What so it be? it's it's you know it's just so you can tell this is an expert uh, writing the script because it's very clever that the thing that sends him the PRI and gets him in this whole mess of the brain is the very thing that saves him from the brain and yeah. gets him out PRI. Right. It's that I mean, prank it's knowledge. Just yeah. full circle. Incredible. Yeah. He saves the planet. Because <laughs> um, they were about to tell like 10, maybe 20 million people about it. <laughs> when the brain explodes, um, did you notice like when it explodes, you see in the shot like a bunch of green goop flying out of it. Yeah. And, and it cuts back like to them. A little splatter. And the, the walls has nothing on it. There's. It looks like someone took a ketchup ball and went... One square on the back of his gross sweater yeah. when he's staying up. It's like, really? Why couldn't you have them just actually stand in front of the place you're shooting that next scene? Yeah. So that they're or, covered in it. Or just like... I wrote that too, like a couple A bucket times. of water with green food diet. Just splash it on the actors. Yeah. Just something. It's like, what the... Well, they f- did it's it like with when Dr. He, Blake, you know. I, yeah. I think it would have been way cooler to have that more, like goop. throughout the film yeah. more. More goo. Well, just like, you know, we're making the joke about the Scotch guard of Don Jeremy. He cuts a dude's head off. Yeah. Give us some blood. It's a horror movie. Let's right, have yeah. some red splatter here. Well, even yeah. the fucking you know? dude that gets cut in half of the chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing Just there. push some blood there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they I, could have even done when they showed it again, that the two pieces were like separated. Yeah. I thought that was, I was hoping for that. Yeah. I didn't get it. I mean, it's one of those things like I get budget restrictions. If it's like, I'm not saying you have to show me as you've been saw blood spraying out like it's evil dead or something. Right. But like after the fact, those are like, simple. We can, we can put drops do. of red food dye in a bucket of water right now. And that, I mean, it wouldn't look incredible but it would read on camera you could like just red put a blood. hole in right. that subfloor have the actor put his lower half yeah. under the deck oh. and then put like a fake yeah. pair of legs and yeah. stuff some pants totally. for christ's sake with <laughs> yeah some, dude some socks they didn't have a problem doing that when willie was getting eaten and you could just see the the feet off of what was a pair of pants yeah, yeah. you could <laughs> have used that exact pair of legs so that's that yeah that's a minor gripe just like at the end of the movie you kill the monster give me some give me some goop you know <clears throat> give me some goop baby um uh, excuse me. Uh, that's those dino nuggets in that tar man sauce. <laughs> uh, so we then cut ahead to Jim and his family. This is like the epilogue, right? So uh, now they're cool again. Yeah, they're cool. They're having breakfast and discussing how Princeton wants Jim because, again, he's a genius. Yeah. They want Princeton. They're going to have to wait in line. Yeah. Like every all the rest. But I like the dad's like, really too bad Mr. Woods isn't here to see this. Thanks, dad. <laughs> kind of your fault. Yeah, It's y'all's fault. Um, and then Jim and Janet head off in a car, and uh, you see that same fucking shot. <laughs> the, the brain just flying towards the camera forty times, which means what? I never saw like a little brain. Yeah, because like, there's supposed to be a sequel, or, or? is it maybe that there could have been? 
That was incredibly long too, wasn't it? I felt like we they waited showed just like a really bunch. long time for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, but also in the pile of garbage that's out by the street. Yes. And I don't know if this was intentional or if it was like this is where you saw the Christmas they just tree? dumped all the garbage from you know the when, whole the, when the film was over. Uh, but the bear from the opening scene is there, and so is the broken television. Oh, nice. And uh, the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's low-budget filmmaking. Right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, just dump it in front of Terry's yard. That's where we're going to film this last scene anyway. David Gale's actual head was there because they really cut it off for the movie. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's also when the bumpin' theme song comes back in, which played over the opening credits. And it's got a nice synth score through the whole thing done by Paul Zaza. Is that how you'd say that? Yeah. I believe so. And, that uh, dude worked on a ton of shit. Terror Vision uh, released it on vinyl as a double album, but like Hogan said, he what else did he do? Uh, wrote the score for Popcorn, Prom Night yes. 2 and 3, My Bloody Valentine, Curtains, Porky's, A Christmas Story, and he wrote the Mr. Wizard theme. Nice. <laughs> Love Mr. Wizard. So, <laughs> so uh, for Popcorn, did he write the sweet Jamaican songs? But no, that was the actual band, I think. <laughs> yeah. That was a, the band they hired that was from the... From Jamaica, Jamaica yeah. From the Jamaicas. <laughs> <laughs> as as we uh, smart prince and folk call it. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So that's the brain. Um, Woo! F- favorite kill? Favorite kill would probably be the cop getting chopped with him fire axe do wish there was more blood but when that happens like it's so sh- like, i whoa. still <laughs> it, this was like a second or third viewing for me i kind of forgot about that and so i was still like convinced in my brain that he was <laughs> not going the brain. not the brain or thy <laughs> thine brain but mine brain that he maybe was part of the whole thing that he was helping them run that town in a way that would make it feasible and able for them to do their little like devious scheme so when it happened it's like oh yeah fuck that's right like it's just kind of catch it spoilers cop gets chopped up with an axe um but you know i kind of like when that happens in any movie when, when a cops cop get gets killed? killed yeah i mean i can't say i've ever been a, had any issue with it uh what, what about you hogan i was gonna say the exact same thing my favorite kills when david gale gets killed dr blake what i mean that's it's it's because we actually get some goop. I feel like that's the coolest effect in the movie. Yeah, yeah it's well, it's probably the coolest effect in the movie. We get some goop. I and rewound it's both so three times. Unexpected. It's so weird. Like you expect them to have a fight. It's also not... weird because, like, is that how weak this alien is? Right. Like, it seems like House even fucking survives day to day. Then, or is Jim right? like Muhammad Ali? <laughs> the guy stubbed yeah. his toe and he's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just straight up like when Julius gets his. You know, block knocked off, and Jason and Jim doesn't seem surprised that that's what happens. Is another See, weird thing. He's an alien. Yeah, but you'd be. I think you'd be kind of like, whoa! I just knocked that dude's head off. <laughs> yeah, there might be a moment like that, right? Well, I think that that's why those two. I always, I always find uh, whenever anybody gets their head cut off or anything in a movie, like I like the aspect of how they mash up those edits to make it actually look really cool. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It was a fun time. The uh, frights. What do you guys do for frights? Greg, you go first this time. Oh, man. So uh, I actually want to give the brain two frights because really? the uh, the effects in this movie really bother me. Um, I like this movie a lot. So this is one of those movies where I'm not giving it two frights because I think the movie's bad. I'm giving it two frights because I think the movie could have been better. Love the score. Um, I don't hate the actors. 
They aren't. That's good. They aren't super memorable. <laughs> well, I mean, because we fucking despise. Well, look, we're dogging yeah, on on old Jimbo pretty hard, the prankster. Well, yeah, um, he's not very good. Like he seems like he might be a dick in real life. Yeah. I can't say that for sure, but like you know, I really well he might kind of be a dick. He's trying to get the director fired. Yeah, or maybe the director's a dick. I don't know. Um, that's yeah. Maybe he deserved it. Uh, but if you uh, know anything about that dispute, feel free to send us, uh, send us an, an email. email about that at frightzone.com. Yeah, thefrightzone.com. That's correct. Um, but I love David Gale. I you know I, forever a big David Gale fan. Wish he was in a bunch of movies. I think of anyone from the eighties, he's probably the closest we got to someone that would have been like a Vincent Price or Christopher Lee for for horror, um, which is a special thing. Um, I just, uh, I, I think the design of the brain is stupid looking. Um, I know the box art's really iconic, but it really just looks like a hairless monkey. And that's not really scary to me. Um, you didn't grow up in the jungle. I think there's different variations. Cause it, that's the yeah. thing is it varies so much. Like that last one really sucks. Yeah. Like it's well, ridiculous. And part of it is it, it, part the design of the brain, but also I don't know why you'd shoot it that way. It's like, it's like. It should, de- I mean, effects in a lot of horror movies look the best when they're lit a certain way, you know? And so those things, the way it is lit doesn't help it at all. You can see more limitations of the effect because of the way they light it. But I think, like, everything else in the movie I really dig. I dig the nightmarish quality of it. I like how it's kind of like a weird Videodrome thing, too. Like, there's a lot of really neat things happening in the movie. But the titular brain looking so goofy is a problematic thing for me in this movie. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I can watch plenty of movies that have cheesier effects than this even. But this movie tonally doesn't match the level of cheese I get out of the effect, if that makes sense. I guess I would raise the question, what would your idea of an alien brain look like? <laughs> other uh, penis than a, a picture, Gregory. Yeah, other than a brain with a face <laughs> on it. No, no, no. It's not, it's not just the idea of, the, of that. It's like against the way it's executed. Like, I don't know. I like the box. I'm like, that looks pretty cool. And then I watch the movie. I'm like, oh, it looks less I mean, cool. Isn't that what it I looks like? like? I feel like you and I are seeing this. Yeah. Greg is seeing this. Yeah. Does it look more like a dirty Twinkie with legs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, again, this is what I see. I mean, when I'm no. looking, I'm like, isn't that him? <laughs> isn't no, that he? I mean, I'm just saying, I, I like the movie a lot. If the effects of the brain were better, a little better execute or something. I would give it a three hundred percent for sure. Um, but again, I don't hate the brain. I've watched this movie a lot of times. <laughs> um, two point five. You gave it two point five. Yep. So f- similar reasons, or uh, I just thought there was a lot of, like I said, I felt I felt like there was a lot of areas where they padded it for no the reason. car chase, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Like, it was a four, and that car just happened. It's fucking, you know. I don't know. Like some of the stuff that really irritated me too, like the fucking fire alarm. I don't know yeah. why it bothered me so much. Bad sound but it was just like, like you could have the happening, but most of our movies man, would like tone it down, quiet. They wouldn't actually make the alarm go off and record yeah. it at the same volume. It's like the alarm is louder than the music in that scene. It's like yeah. this is fucking weird. I yeah. hate I a lot of stuff too. Like and I get it's obviously. I think I looked and the budget for this was seven hundred thousand dollars. You know, I thought you were gonna say seven hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> like that's well, really impressive. No, now yeah. now I might need to reevaluate. Seven hundred thousand bucks. I hate when they recycle audio too. You know, like they're they're running around. You can hear the same pair of shoes just clop 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 clop. They're all high heels. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it's that so guy's bad. wearing Nikes. It like yeah. it distracts me and takes me out of it. Like I don't know. I hate that shit. 
What'd you give it, Nate? I, I gave, feel like Nate's gonna be higher because he seems you seem shocked when I said two. I was. Well, I mean, your guys's views made me bring it down. Oh, <laughs> so what, I'm going with three. You I was gonna say four. Really? Just because it's a fun ass movie. You can still say that. Though, I if could, that's what you but feel. I I can't because now I like you guys pointed out some very reasonable problems with it. Ah. But three is keeping it in that same wheelhouse of like. This is a movie that if I was hanging out with somebody and they said, let's watch a horror movie. And I asked them what kind of horror movies they liked. And they said 80s horror movies. And I asked them if they hadn't seen this, I would definitely put this in top five, like lesser known 80s horror movies. Um, Just because it's like a fun creature feature. You know, there's nothing like weird or nothing that's going to make anyone really feel uncomfortable it was just just a fun time to the soundtrack rips oh i mean yeah. it's like really well done and uh for me that's a huge element like the soundtrack so you got your great synth stuff you got a it's a fun monster movie and there's a co- the cool kind of brainwashing media thing which mm. being like into punk and yeah. that kind of stuff that's like kind of a reality like we know that that's yeah. real and that like they do do shit like that and that the media completely controls us and like just yeah especially look around. now yeah it's gotten worse every day it's almost more relevant now than it probably was at the time it came out totally so with that said it's just uh yeah three so if you said three and he said 2.5 and i said two that means the 2. average 5. is 2.5 but uh wow we made you take a whole fright off yeah, it seems it's accurate. I, I would have given one more Friday the effects were better. I can tell you this. If David Gale wasn't in this movie, it would be a one for me. He See, gives a whole fright him alone. I wish he was in it more. He's underutilized, honestly. I don't know if I'm just easily amused, but I know that like when I was done watching it last night, I was like, those effects were awesome. <laughs> that was the thought that went through my head. But I was mostly wooed by the the Gale part. Yeah. And then I thought about like the opening scene and just the tentacle stuff was good. And the car, I really liked yeah. that car scene. The car the, st- the no, steering wheel fell off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the stunt driving, sick. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Um, like the pig hooves that you said at the beginning, those looked really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, that's like the brain that's, is probably like the worst part. That, that's, yeah, the that's, main... that's what I'm saying. It's like if the movie's called The Brain and you show these effects are cool, lean up to the brain. The brain shouldn't be making me go, oh, when well, I, I see think, him. I think part of the issue with it is that the uh the actual brain itself is like so large like that's a huge piece to make you know and then, and then do that's it well. that andrew that's andrew and the most important part there was window peeping <gasps> there that's was right. milk drinking at the end to a breakfast table yes two fright zone musts <laughs> Um, right. That bumps it up half a star. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three. <laughs> um. So, uh, favorite quote? Um, I said that's food for thought because I just love the delivery. Like you mentioned earlier, he does the little smile. Oh, you like the one they put on the box? <laughs> basic. Basic. Hey, man. It is good. It is good. Sometimes there's a reason it's to lie in the box. It's not on my Blu-ray box, but... I'm going to go with the he looks like the psycho on the news. Because I rewound that because I was like, did that just happen? I did a lot of rewinding and reviewing on this one, like the especially the axe and the head punch off and the steering wheel and all that. It took me like 
two and a half, three hours to watch this last night. Oh, so it was, takes me a while, too. I also got off on that Burger Chef thing and the, the fucking U-Matic <laughs> player thing. And I was watching commercials and like be like, oh, crap, like it's getting really late. That's awesome. But it's just I feel like if it makes me think of something, it might make someone else think of the same thing. Um. Well, a talking about tapes and stuff, you mentioned you talked a little bit about the label that put this out uh, on VHS and the game. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious. Uh, we're gonna dive into that physical media talk a little more real fast. So if one of your your copies is EP and the other one's SP, are they from different distributors? No, it's the same one. This interesting. And I can't tell for sure. I could be wrong. It is also just like a shorter movie. But if you look <laughs> at every aspect of the tape. It's the same, which is kind of why I think it might be just the same. <laughs> they have the same runtime, same company. And I do not believe, actually, I can say this factually, other than Canadian releases in European and English or whatever, but in America, the brain was only released on IVE, which is International Video Entertainment Incorporated. And I did make this shirt for a minute. I sold one. It sat on the site for like three years. And I was like, well, I'm taking it down. It just taking up space. <laughs> like I like the logo. I like a lot of their movies, but like no one else seemed to care. You destroyed about the it. screen. No, I saw I could still burn it again <laughs> if someone hit me up. But I just got the vibe that like no one was feeling it. On the VHS copy of The Brain, there are trailers for both Iron Eagle and Red Heat, which always gets me uh it gets me going because you get some arnold mixed with that belush if that movie if his buddy was someone with more comedic chops than belushi i really think it would be uh a better movie and more people talk about it yeah dude have you tried to sit through mr destiny before that's like just a solely belush vehicle i mean he's great in the principal which also has lewis gossett jr who's in iron eagle there's a weird connection there <laughs> but uh, other cool movies on ive are uh, silent night deadly night lock up the offspring the outing which is now being released as the lamp by vinegar syndrome red heat and weekend of bernie's i watched lock up not that long ago that movie is awesome yeah i had forgotten about it really like i the cover stuck in my head but like what is actually inside the tape sort of escaped me but it, as it turns out it is awesome uh, one of the Vinegar Syndrome tiles that I just got in the mail from the halfway Black Friday sale, Jill and I were watching it, and there was something we were watching where I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Then I realized he was Bernie Lomax. You mentioned the soundtrack, the ripping soundtracks on a, a double LP from Terrorvision. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue, I have the Blu-ray edition, uh, prop by Scream Factory. Um, oh, cool. Cool, they used the original iconic VHS art, which is great. Is Mind it in print matter. still? It is still in print, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a 2K scan. Um, has three commentary tracks: one with the director, one with the uh, composer, Paul oh, Zaza. Zaza. <laughs> Zaza So he, there's a whole commentary track of him, which is interesting. Like, like what's he gonna talk about the whole movie? Yeah, and this is uh, gonna be that theme again here. Here it comes. I mean, there'd probably be some cool facts. Like I use this <laughs> oh, kind of synth or this kind of, but again. still, for a 90 minute film, like was whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, there's some speech featurettes like one they talked to like the biggest brain fan in the world and it's just him talking about how much he loves movie and when he first got on VHS and how he like obsessively... has never slept with a woman before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he goes on like a rant talking about like how he like got a bunch of men <laughs> whoa Willie check this out I love when you open the case the art behind the disc yeah 
is. They're like, well, we better put the one gore effect from the movie in this. <laughs> yeah. That's radical. That is so, awesome. I could uh, see if you saw this like as a kid, you might have a different, more like obsessive interest. And in I didn't see this until I was maybe like 25, 26. I feel like I always remembered the box, but I just oh, never saw does. it or rented it. I didn't see it until I found a copy somewhere. It was at like every video store in Cedar Rapids growing up. Like I every video store that had a horror section had this fucking tape, I feel like, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, <laughs> good stuff. The uh, yeah, so we got some cool shit coming up. This probably won't be out by next week before next week, will it? Uh, I can I will try be... my darnest to edit it if I can get it out, you know. But otherwise, we'll be talking about this episode a little bit when we're at VHS Fest 5 out at the Mahoning <laughs> Drive In. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So come hang out and get a free koozie. I'll have Media Crypt koozies and we'll have Fright Zone koozies. Yeah, fright zone koozies. It shouldn't be a warm beverage in the house. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll bring some stickers too. So if uh, you know, we'll be around. So <laughs> yeah, and if you're there, um, just make sure you tell Linnea Quigley you listen to the fright zone. Yeah, so when she meets us, she's like, I've heard all about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything coming up, Media Crip? There is a couple on deck. Most notably, I'm finished doing the final touches on a Tango and Cash shirt. Yes. Which I think people like that movie, right? That I mean, movie's I, fantastic. I like that movie. It's always hard. You never know when you pick something, but it's like I don't really make shirts to like sell 100, 200, whatever of them. I just make shirts because I, I want a shirt for that movie and no one else makes it. Like, yeah. You're, I'm never going to make a Nightmare on Elm Street shirt. I'm never going to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre shirt. Like you can get that shit from Sorry, Fright John. Rags. You can get that shit from anybody. You don't yeah. need to make that shirt. Plus, it's like, you know, that's that's something where there's like somebody that could use that money for something, I think, you know, to make like something else cool. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone sitting on the rights to Tango and Cash. It's like <laughs> wondering where that money's at. Maybe they are. What's going to be before Franklin Plaza Barbershop here in Des Moines, Iowa? Nothing. Man, we have to watch this sometime together. Alien Warrior, yeah. It's going to be so fun. We could pretend it's Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> what it's july 3rd yeah it doesn't seem it's like the it. day yeah no i'm into and it and we just had the tarman sauce it was all cosmic shit happening and i got that disc in the middle the other day on the anniversary of when the vhs came out i feel like there's too much cosmic return of dead shit happening right now no i want to watch know? it i'm not saying that but yeah, fuck this, yeah i've said cosmic a lot of times in this episode like a fucking goon What's, you know a lot of space going on he's a fucking <laughs> alien bro hey man Look yeah out. we're on a globe floating through space bro that's right, some planet. As always, like and subscribe. Uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, at Fright Zone Podcast. Uh, we have a website, thefrightzone.com. You can go on there uh, to listen to episodes, uh, click the direct link to buy a Fright Zone shirt from the Media Crypt, uh, or if you'd like to ask us a question, uh, send us love mail, hate mail, um, suggest a movie uh, you'd like us to, to review um, or talk about. Uh, or even just ask us a question. There's a contact form there on the website on thefrightzone.com. Feel free to hit that up. Uh, and, you know, uh, we've mentioned this the last couple episodes. Uh, feel free to tell a friend about the, the show. Um, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, anything helps. Uh, if, you, if you dig what we're doing, you know, tell your friends. Um, and, uh, hey, Nate, uh, 
guess what? I was trimming a bush in the backyard. Uh, yeah, I bet it, you were. <laughs> in anticipation for tomorrow's Fourth of July smokeathon, and uh, I ran out of yard bags. I only had one yard bag. No, so, so I said, bummer. <laughs> I just have a bunch of fucking random leaves and crap in my backyard now in a pile. Sucks, I have to go man. buy I, yard I, bags tomorrow I've morning. I got one. I could have brought it. Fuck. We did have a listener suggest that we uh, make yard bags. So I, if you would buy Fright Zone yard bags, I'm not sure how that would work because most of them are sold to buy the city, which is what makes it so they can legally pick them. Well, up. you can buy them without the stick, like a because I've bought some that aren't from the city. I bought like maybe Ace or some chain store, and then I had to get stickers to put on them. Oh, okay. So I so th- you make yeah. a really annoying thing for yeah. people to get. And most people probably like, I'm not gonna get rid of this. It's cool. Yeah. But we should make yard bags. That should be a Patreon perk. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're per- if you're a member long enough. We're going to ship you a yard bag with some shit screen printed on it. Yeah, that way you don't have to worry about your leaves. I mean, I imagine the city probably wouldn't take it anyways if it had screen print. Like, what's this? This isn't a code. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's fuck your mom, FrightZone.com. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be like a jack-o'-lantern or something. Yeah. And don't forget to buy those yard bags. Uh, you know they always run out. Like, people don't think about the fact that those leaves are coming, but they're always coming every year. Stay spooky.